0: Hello, everybody. Oh, boy. The topics are in the wrong place over here. Uh,
1: But we're going to make it happen. Here's what the Tuesday show topics are, (laughs) as you can see. My my name is James
0: Chen, and this is David and (laughs) Tubaware. How's everybody going out there? Everybody's everything. Tuesday show. Okay.
1: Thanks for hanging out, everybody, on this Tuesday or whatever day you're watching it. Thanks for watching it. We're going to be talking about tournament (laughs) entry fees on the side, as you can see. We're going to be talking with our guest, Hellpockets. We're going to be doing a 5-5 matchup that we have come up with ourselves, as well as one that people will vote on, and then we got our mailbags rounding things out. But let's start by talking about this first topic, and the way to get into this is to talk about the fact that some tournaments have registration just opened, and others are still open in registration. Uh, so let's get over there. James, can you please put it back to where I can see things live?
0: Yeah, sorry about that. I'm trying to fix some stuff over here. All right. Very good. All right. So
1: topic Talk. begins.
0: What? What? What do we? The topic
1: has begun.
0: Yes. The topic has begun.
1: Here's what happened. Uh, CEO <laughs> 2022. <laughs> <laughs> announced uh... It's registration. Put out a whole video spiel. And you know, previously before that, had a had a very helpful and well thought out idea to offer CEO NFTs. uh, Real, (sighs) real genius work out there from Uh, the geniuses at CEO. (laughs)
0: If you wanted to get people, it's not the one person gig. Dude, if you wanted to get people talking about it, you got people talking about it. Let's put it that way. So, I mean, you know, that's basically all it was, right? Yeah.
1: It ended up being, what was it? What did it stand for? Nice Nice, Fun fun Tournament. tournament. Genius. More like non
2: flushable turd.
3: (laughs) Got him. him.
1: Nailed it. Anyway, here's the deets. So June 24th, 26th, CEO 2022. It's going to be back in Daytona, but uh, Florida. As you guys know Daytona, but Florida. I uh, actually didn't mean <laughs> to say that at first, and then it came out, and I was but like, It okay, works, okay.
3: it
2: works.
1: Uh, Daytona, Daytona beach.
2: but Daytona in Florida. So, yeah, of that, course. Place,
1: that place real sucks. But uh, it's gonna be at the Ocean <laughs> Center, which is a very nice venue, very nice venue, in fact. Yes. And apparently, the hotel sold out almost entirely right away. Now, apparently, so there are right. some extra. Rooms that were still available, you can get them in some way, and then also CEO is talking with the hotel about like getting more rooms so that Mm -hmm. people could could get in there still. But the initial offering was basically sold out right away, and a ton of people have already registered. Um, In addition, Texas Showdowns registration is still going on. That will be taking place in April. Yeah, it's only only a couple of months away. Uh, I got the date right here. It is. April 22 to 24 in Houston, Texas. Uh, again, just, you know, search it on Smash GG, Texas Showdown, I'm sure it'll show up there. Uh, and they got all, all the games that, you know, you think that you could play there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, long run, running tournament, been there many times, always had a blast. And again, Shout you out know, to the people it. who run it.
0: Just one of those things where Texas Showdown was always one of the big tournaments, the big four, back in the pre-Street Fighter 4 days. Yeah. So it's so one of those things. that, I'm, And the cool thing about it was the original guys who ran it are the people who run it now after having let the name go to other people for a little while. And so it's been cool to see him try to bring it back, but still hasn't quite reached that, you know, even the level of something like a Frosty Faustings, but it's getting there mm-hmm. for sure. Yep. Yeah
1: yeah totally yeah i'm very much interested in going in addition winter ball 3d 2022 is going to be happening february 25th and 26th oh, in sooner. philadelphia yeah
0: that's 3d this month
1: huh? 3d yeah yeah. so as the name implies it's on 3d games it's going to be doa and Pokin and caliber in fact Ooh. uh caliber 2 the four, the five, 5 and 6
2: games.
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. What, what's
2: it's the frosty's of 3d games
0: Oh, I see, I see, I Yeah, see. yeah. Gotcha.
2: It's, not, it's not the first time that they've they've run uh, Winter Brawl 3D. Right. This okay. is, I think, the second or third one now, so...
1: There's also Tekken 5, Dark Resurrection, Tekken 6, Tekken 7, Tekken Tech Tournament 2, and <laughs> VF5 just... Ultimate Round. So <laughs> Okay. Hey, there's a the lot. Games. There's a lot. So there's a lot of stuff that is going on in the scene right now. If you want to go to a major, there's a bunch of different opportunities... Man. And and, you know, who knows, maybe something in between those happens in Chicago or something. I don't know. Who knows? I, I'm not really sure. But uh, in any case, at least three big events that are coming up just in the next few months.
3: Right.
0: And no. So, and, and, you know, Chicago. Like, I mean, Rick has obviously hinted at something. Right. So what?
1: who I don't know who you're talking about. But maybe <laughs> yeah, we'll find what, out what's in the a future. Rick? I don't uh, know what that could be. Never heard of it. Did you say Helmbreaker? Is that what you're talking so, about? No, we talking wow, about what? Yeah, I don't, ah. I don't know what we're talking about here. Okay, fantastic. So then, look, these tournaments have had the same registration fees, or I should say, entry fees, for quite a long time. Venue fee is something that goes up. Venue fee itself, like changes. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, that that is to say, <laughs> the portion of the fee that you pay as the person attending that goes to the organizer to pay for the venue and to pay for you know all the setup and all, hopefully to give them a little bit of all money on top of that. Like, yeah, exactly. And then there's also the entry fee. And that is the fee that you pay to join the prize pot in whatever game that you enter. And it's a game-by-game thing. And, you know, whoever ends up getting the prize pot basically gets paid out of those entry fees.
0: Right. That and any pot bonuses through any other means. But in general, yeah, if there's, you know, depending on the size of the tournament, it'll be like top three payout or whatever, top eight payout. So...
1: Exactly, exactly. Now, some tournaments have had a little bit more expensive uh, interviews, but in general, most majors are still $10. And they've yeah, been $10 yeah. for, like, a long time.
3: For,
2: like, 20-plus like, years. Yeah, yeah, like, as
1: long as I've been doing a this. A long time. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, they started and with $10, a, and that just seems to be what everybody expects now, right? I was
1: actually going to ask you, James, did it start with $10? Yeah. Do
0: you know? I mean, I've, Evo, I think, was has been $10 since the very beginning uh, for adding to the prize pool,
1: isn't Evo more than that? I thought that Evo was twenty, but I could be mistaken.
2: Uh, they charge more nowadays, I think.
1: That's right. Sure. I, I mean. thought they They're asked, the asked
0: about that, and I thought it was voted against that. I,
2: I know some major voted. charge like fifteen for bigger games and things like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, it, it's fact, been it's been what two three years since I've competed in an
1: Evo, so right. <laughs> I don't really remember. Right, <laughs> right, for sure. It's kind of hard to say how things would go. Uh, one of the tournaments that does, in fact, charge more is Texas Showdown. They do $15. For the bigger the games. Only for certain games,
2: though. Yeah, only for, yeah, certain, only for certain games.
1: Right, yeah. right, mm-hmm. right. Um, but so they are they are varying it up a little bit. So, why are we talking about this? Well, the guy who runs Texas Showdown, as James mentioned, um, his name is Javi, and he put a tweet up that said, here's his tweet, uh, one day we need to raise the... Oh, yeah, I could cuss on the show. One, <laughs> one day we need to raise the fucking tournament fees for games. The What? I didn't hear it, David. Say it again. Say it again. One day we need to raise the fucking tournament fees for games. Uh, I'm going to say it again. It's been ten fucking dollars for over 20 years now. Uh, he then says, I should clear my, myself here. I'm talking about raising tourney fees for major tournaments only. Locals and monthlies obviously can't withstand an increase. Uh, so, you know, the question is, like, should there be an increase in these entry fees right. now what do you think that, that would do what kind of impact would that have would it be a good idea
0: yeah to address address cone's question uh, uh yeah there's definitely been high stakes tournaments a lot of marvel tournaments sure. that are like hundred dollar entries yeah, yeah, yeah. i think at a, I think at season's beatings i think both you and i No, i know at a season's beatings at one point in time i entered a super turbo high rollers tournament um, but it's usually for the older games because they get a lot less entry fees. The players who are still playing it all really want to be the best at it, you know and so there's a little more fun to put uh, at stake.
1: right okay, so there there have been tournaments that have had more money yeah, yeah, but in yeah. terms of like mass appeal majors standard the general standard is ten dollars
0: because here's the thing, right? The reason why it's never gone up is because really the tournament organizer doesn't care because whatever the prize pool goes up, the entry fee goes up, that money still goes to the prize pool people, right? So it's really up to the people on what they'd prefer to pay. And so this is where the discussion starts getting interesting because there is the thought process that everyone talks about how, oh, my God, look at how little money there is in fighting games. Right. Like Evo. See, that's why. Yeah, it's been ten dollars because the melee players haven't been getting that much money from their winnings. Right. And they're always like, look, we had two thousand entrants and the prize pool is just like, you know, uh, what is it, 20 grand or whatever. And so there's really not much money, blah, 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 blah. It's probably stuff. been like
1: four or five years since Melee was at Evo, to be honest. <laughs> right? Has it
3: been it's been that like, long?
0: quite a while at this okay. point. Okay, yeah. well, then maybe it was Ultimate that I'm talking about uh, okay, that okay. had that happen to. But, you know, people always expect oh, it's Evo. The prize pool should be 50000 or should be $100,000, right? So, you know, one, it's an optics thing. Right, So we get higher prize pool. We have better optics in order to be able to say like, look, this is the prize pool for this game. The more money, the more impressive it seems to outsiders. Because if you say, hey, we have this tournament for $500, sponsors are like, whatever. And they won't pay. No one wants to come and sponsor your tournament, right? The, the other pros to raising it is that we might be able to pay more people in the tournament. Right, so maybe we don't increase the prize pool, like if we raise the entry fee from, uh, you know, ten to twenty. Maybe it's not about bloating the top players, but also being able to pay sixteen. I'm sorry, uh, nine through sixteen. Right, so we can actually get because I know me and David have both been proponents uh, of pushing money as far down as possible, so more people can actually earn some money. Uh, of course, the negatives is that um, most people aren't going to see any of that prize money. Most people have no hopes of seeing that prize money. They're there to have fun and a good time. But you start raising the money up by $10. And yes, the entry fee is already 70 or 80 But if they want to enter five games for fun, that's not just $50 anymore. That's $100 to enter the game. You know, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. They're not gonna see that and you may discourage people from going. Now, uh I wanna add that, you know, something that Keats tweeted to this as well, because I was talking to one of the people on the original thread and Keats tweeted to me as a tournament organizer, any small drop of entrance can hurt a tournament organizer by quite a bit. And so keeping things at lower cost As a person who has tried to make it so that he can pay people lower out of his own pocket by adding pot bonuses... Um, you know he really want. You know he knows that if you lo- raise the price and just lose a few people, that can harm a tournament. And trying to break even again, if he's in the chat uh, and and can clarify and make sure that I'm not misquoting him. But that's kind of the impression uh, that I got from him. In fact, if maybe if you guys want me to, I could just read his tweet directly. So that way I I, I don't. You guys can tell me if I'm messed up in my interpretation. Well, of it. I,
2: I saw the tweet too. It was that was correct.
3: Okay. Okay.
2: Yeah, I have seen it. You're you're okay. accurate in your assessment of what okay, he said. Okay. Okay. Uh, but I think that's where I disagree with you, James. You okay. He said right off the bat, TOs don't really care. Oh, yes, they do. They certainly care if they raise the pot or the the entry fee to Street Fighter five to twenty bucks, and all of a sudden. 70 less people attend their tournament because oh, yeah, yeah. they're I like, mean, that, well, I was going to enter multiple games, but that that's not what I know, meant. I don't really want to go. <laughs> I know it's not really what you meant, but right. that's what you said. That's what I looked at you funny when that's what okay, you opened up okay. with. I was like, let's see where James takes this. But <laughs> yeah, no, I know you didn't actually meet it unless they don't care. I, I, understand. Right, I get right. that. but yeah, no, it does. It really affects the, the ecosystem of who's coming in and, <laughs> I and guess the best how way much to cross-pollination it. there is.
0: Yeah, I guess the best way to put it was: there's no impetus for tournament organizers to raise. Yeah, the they're price. they're not making any money. off I mean, that all else
1: equal, if 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 the same number of people come to an event, regardless of what the entry fee is, then the tos are happy, right? Right. That's not the real world. That's not actually what happens. But theoretically, like they wouldn't care about whatever number that number is, as long as the same number of people go. Right. That's mm-hmm. that's kind of what you're talking about. Anyway, that's not the real world. Uh, as as Brock is saying. So look. It, raising the pot benefits a few people. As James said, it doesn't benefit a lot of people. But I also think that it's like overestimated how much it benefits the people who do get paid. Um, In in general, you know, if if it goes from 10 to $15, right, it's 50% increase, which is a lot in percentage. But in terms of how much money you are earning, as the person who wins the event, it's you know you were able to have a nice dinner before and now <laughs> maybe you could have a real nice dinner with a alcoholic drink with I it mean, like okay. it's, a it's, real nice dinner it's not it is it's not like it's categorically different it is well not like it's not it's not a qualitatively different thing it's a little bit more good i'm not opposed to that but it's not it's not huge and instead, um, I think that the better way to go about getting more money for people who are trying to win these events and actually make money doing it is to use the fact that there are tons of people going to these events and watching these events to sell sponsorships against and right. to hope that some of those people contribute to the pot and to, you know, use that hopefully. This has only happened a couple of times, but I'd love to see it more of developers or publishers putting in money to the pot or of of Twitch putting in money to the pot, or um, of of DLC sales going to some prize pot, that kind of stuff, things that I'd love to see more often. And those happen not not because the people who are winning the tournament get 50% more money, but because there are more people who are attending and the numbers look big and there are lots of people watching and there's eyeballs to sell against and all that sort of stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I don't see it as a situation where you're going to increase the the, the the pool at smaller events, right? Like, I think we're talking about the potentially larger ones, you know. Uh, obviously, Grand Slams, if we want to call it that way, to use the tennis terms, right? Like, tennis has different tiers of tournaments, but Grand Slams and just under the Grand Slams, like the Frosty Faustings, like the Texas Showdowns, I doubt, like, you know, this the small major that takes place here is going to be want to raise their prices because they want people to show up. But for the ones that can regularly rely upon people showing up, you know, they might be, so it might be a little more than just a nice dinner to an even better dinner.
2: (laughs) Right. I I think what's, what's important to think about that though, from, from the TO perspective is a $20 entry fee rather than a 10 or even a 15 rather than a $10 entry fee could mean the difference between a $125 competitor pass or a thirty dollars spectator badge, like that—that that one little thing. Well, it, say somebody wants to enter a tournament, and they're like, "Well, it cost me one hundred twenty-five bucks to enter CEO, and then ten more dollars for whatever game I want to play." Now, if it's twenty more dollars, that's that's over my budget. I'll just get a spectator badge. I'm not that big of a competitor. I was probably going to go zero and two, maybe one and two. I'm there because I like fighting games and I I want to celebrate fighting games and right, watch them right. live yeah, yeah, the yeah. other esports mm-hmm, mm-hmm, There are lots of people who do that. So if, if all of a sudden, you know, the, the entry fee goes up, a lot of those people go from a $125 competitor badge, they drop down to get the $30 spectator badge for the weekend, they save themselves money, Toyota's lost, what, 80, 90 bucks. Right, like right. that that type of stuff really, really does matter, I think.
3: Yeah. Well,
1: I don't know how that often, I'm sure, I'm sure that that would happen. There's probably some marginal cases where that would happen, especially with events that get thousands of people. But I think that in general what would happen is not so much that somebody who would compete chooses not to compete and now they're gonna be spectating due to that extra ten dollars. I think I think probably what's more likely is that somebody just plays the game that they think that they're that they like the most. So, you know, it's not uncommon now for people to enter two or three games. Some people enter more than that, and the cost to do so is not negligible, but it's you know, thirty bucks or fifty bucks or whatever it is. And if that were double that, fewer people would do that, right? And so I, I think what you would end up happening, or what you would end up having, is more of somebody who enters one game, or at right, most two games, and they're there, they're paying the TO, but they are not supporting as many prize pots as they were before. Maybe it's the case that that they're, you know, spend that they are spending twice as much on a on a single prize pot and then they're like, "Well, okay, I'm spending $20 on this. Previously that $20 would have gone to two different games. Now I'm just going to funnel it into the one game and I'm not going to enter the other one." Right. So, I don't know what that ends up having as an effect in in sort of the the number of right. how many people enter each game, but I would suspect that it would result in fewer people entering multiple games and the prize pots actually going down as a result. Now, would they go down twice as much in order, you know, which in which case they would be they would have less money overall than with the increase. I mean, probably not that much, but they, but they would go down. I think that's my that would be my expectation.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I it's I, it's just an interesting discussion over here from sixteen uh, bit in the chat, and they said that you know what if the reality is being top at fighting games just isn't and shouldn't be seen as a way to make a living. Mm. You know, maybe that isn't the way, you know, maybe it is you do well at a tournament to gain eyes and sponsors and, you know, and, 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 you know, t- sponsorship deals, etc., etc. et cetera. I mean, yeah, well, that
2: that's- I'll tell you what, Stephanie, you mind your business. Okay. I want to play Mortal Kombat 11 <laughs> until the day I die
1: competitively for money. Are you me? <laughs> no. <laughs> No, well, I'm not. Look, I mean, as, as she knows, and as as many people know, it is already basically the case that people who are making actual money playing fighting games aren't doing it because they're winning all these pots. That it mm-hmm. that contributes a little bit. It you uh, can definitely win pot? Does. in some places, yeah, I bet you can. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, instead, it's it's already been the case and has long been the case that people who are actually making money. As fighting game players, as pro players, they're doing it because they have an esports team, they have a successful stream, they have a successful YouTube channel, and this is all content for that. Like that's where the money comes from. And the
2: unrelated, make sure you guys check out our YouTube page, YouTube.com/slash forward
1: TV. <laughs> and uh, tell us
2: what you well, tell us what you think about this as well in the comments. Yeah, anyway, look, I mean
1: it... that's 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 already how it is, and uh, I mean I. Uh, I do wish it was the case that it would be possible for more people to make a living doing it if they wanted to. I also think that a lot of people shouldn't be doing it as their main time gig. So, Kind of in between.
0: For me, I I understand where 16-bit is coming from. Uh, My goal is to make it so people can afford it by being a competitor. You know, I mean, that, that would be the nice goal. Now, again, most of these times, it's not even the case. Even something, you know, like, I always think about FGC with X Games. When the X Games started getting big, you had all these skateboarders and bikers and all these guys doing these cool things, entering these X Games tournaments. I mean, they're just like us. They were they we're, they were still broke as hell, right? I mean, like, yeah. you know, you talk to, you read any article about the WNBA and, like, the players in the WNBA are... Yeah. It's working yeah they're working jobs you know when they're during the off season and they have to pay for their own flights to get to places and all these crazy things like that you know it's 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 we're it's not easy to get to that point however that doesn't like I know it's hard to get there but Hell, if I'm not going to try to get us there, (laughs) even if it's not possible, I'd still like to try my best. I mean, that's my goal, always been my goal, was to, you know, try to get FGC popular enough so that, you know, guys like Justin and such could make a living off of playing. But, you know, it it sucks because a lot of the times I, I want to see that talent, right? When you have guys who make the money just through content creation and, you know, doing extra stuff, it d- does it detract from their gameplay? Absolutely does, right? It, it can take away from their practice time or from them maintaining and getting stronger. And so I'd like to see the players to be able to focus on that. And then, like I said, if it gets to that point, that also opens up the door for a bigger industry where we have more editors and coaches and commentators and stream producers, et cetera, et cetera. Is it Impossible to get there, (laughs) probably. (laughs) But like I said, darn if you know, damn it if I'm not gonna try to get us there at some point in time. So
2: I'm not all you losers need to go get a job. (laughs) (laughs) All
0: right, I'll see you guys later. (laughs) Killing the stream now. Don't worry about the YouTube channel. No more content.
1: Look, I'll, although I do think that it's that I, I don't really support increasing entry fees very much, I do like that Showdown has $15 for some games. I think that's cool. I like that there's variety. And if you're somebody who wants to earn more money and you have a chance to go to an event that you think you can win, and it's between one where the entry fee is a little bit or if it's more, um, that's cool. You know, I'm glad that you have that choice. I think that that's reasonable. But I also would not want it to be the case that it's almost all or all just the higher entry fee. I think that it's good that there's variety.
0: Yeah, and it should just be different tournaments, right? Different tournaments behave different ways. I mean, it sounds like to me, if the (laughs) Ultimate players are complaining about the prize pool of Smash events at Evo, they might be the ones that are willing to spend the extra, especially because if Ultimate's at Evo, that's likely the only game they're entering. So for them, it's not going to affect them as much. Maybe Evo just raises Ultimate to $20 because their players are like, yeah, we're willing to do it. You know, if that's the case, then why not? Again, it's really down to the players and their decision. We've had some people in the chat already saying, yeah, if you raise the prices, that ends me going to events and stuff, you know, which is weird. I mean, honestly, because like you're spending a lot of money on flight and everything like that. But if you're budgeting it, any little thing can break the bank. Right. I mean, if you go the difference between like, hey, this hotel room is 220 a night and then all of a sudden it's 250 a night. I mean, yeah, you're like, oh, well, you're already planning all this money, but you're out there for five days. That's an extra hundred and fifty dollars. You really just don't have the budget for that, you know, kind of thing. So if you're going from I want to go to Evo and have fun and enter five different games, that's an extra fifty dollars that if they raise it ten dollars and then you're just like, ah, man, I don't want to just only enter two or three now, you know. Man,
2: I would say don't go to Evo or any major broke, but Lord knows I have gone to tournaments (laughs) with like $7 in my pocket
0: for the weekend. We already have stories of people going to tournaments with no flight home, intending to win their money in a money match to buy their ticket home. Okay. So that is definitely a thing.
1: (laughs) That has definitely happened. Yeah. I mean, that's not a great idea, obviously. Very clearly. Um. So, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't want to. I, I do want some people to be able to make money doing it. Okay. So I don't think it should be like something that many people reasonably expect or right. think is a great call for themselves. But yeah, I mean, I, I like that that's that. I like the idea of that being an option for people who are really right. into it and, and for whom it can work.
0: Yeah, I, I want to address the Jose's question in the chat out there where he says, any info on the financials of the majors like CEO, CB, and uh, Evo, and how profitable they are, if at all? Uh, I'm pretty sure Evo does make money, uh, but oh, probably yeah. not as much. I'm still as, pretty sure Evo makes money. Yeah, For sure. Probably Absolutely. not, even still not as much as we probably think there is.
1: I bet Qo- it makes like... A lot of money. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it yeah, was I've it was safer. Yeah, it's super. It weird. was supporting a, a person. I mean, you know, you have to think about it in the sense that it, that it was a big enough business that it was supporting somebody doing it as their full time job. But yeah. like, it also wasn't like making a ton of different employees rich you know so it it wasn't it's it 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 was making a lot of money in the context of like fighting game tournaments but it wasn't like making a killing from a real like big business context yeah but
0: i mean even from ceo i know ceo jumps from making money to losing money to making money you know different years cb probably doesn't really make that much money uh if any at all The only one that we really know for sure was that when people were having discussions about TOs making bank and, like, they're just ripping off the people, right? Two things to say to that. One is that John Choi was, like, fine and, like, released his entire uh, NorCal regionals financials and showed that he was basically getting screwed and that all of the people that helped run NCR were basically just volunteers you know, volunteering yeah. weeks and weeks of work to do this stuff. And two, we want these tournaments to make money. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, I mean, then sure. they have a reason to keep doing it and to keep putting them on. <laughs> yeah, Choi absolutely yeah, didn't have to do that. So, uh, it's but it's really we do- weird
2: to me that people would get mad that people that put in work to give them something they really love. Could maybe profit from that from right. that work. It's really it's like a
1: really weird mindset to me. I've I mean, never I, I, I understood get it. it. I get it because I remember feeling I don't that get way. It. Yeah, I it to me. that way. Yeah. Well, when I was younger, and when the scene was smaller, and when everybody was doing it without making money, and none of us thought that there was money to be made. Um, sure, I remember feeling that way because I remember feeling. I remember the first times when people did make money, and I thought that that was really weird. Um, and the reason is just because it was. Uh, in my in my head, it was like a community of friends, and it would be really weird <laughs> for me to like charge my friends to do something. Right, yeah, like, yeah. why are you charging me? Like, I'm your friend. What are you doing? And you know, I was young, and I didn't really, I think, get it at the time. Now, of course, I understand that tos are putting down huge investments five to six to seven figures, it really depends. Um, huge investments into reserving venues and into all the things that they need to do. And then hopefully they get paid down the line. But in the meantime, they are floating and, out there and on a the, lot of debt. And, and that's a big risk to
0: take. And the crazy thing is you talk to most of the, I mean, we already talked about the Genesis guys. If they canceled, oh, I'm sorry. If like Genesis canceled, they would be losing six figures, et cetera, et cetera. A lot of these TOs as well, whenever they do make money, At a tournament, very rarely do they put it into their pockets. Usually, that's savings to invest into the tournament next year.
2: Yeah, I I don't think people realize that every tournament is an LLC, and the profits made at the event go into the LLC or the Mm -hmm. whoever owns the LLC. Like tournament tournament organizers, like Rick, is not taking the the cash money from evo and shoving it (laughs) in his pockets and then dishing it out to people there's an llc that there's a parent company that takes the fucking money and then pays people out like it's it's a real business it's not that these guys are just running off with with the bags of money you know it's not that's not how it works guys these are real legit businesses
1: they they do pay themselves people who earn money pay themselves um you know, I mean, Mr. was
2: speaking, sure. Yeah. Well, not,
1: I mean, okay, what, what, what you're saying is that the business is paying them. There's an right? actual, yes, there's Whatever, an actual it's business. Kind of it's traumatic. not a grift, is what um, I'm saying. No, it's definitely not a grift. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Wizard was, he had a nice house, and he was making a lot of money doing it for Evo. And, um... <laughs> I mean, he, he did. I mean, he had a nice the house. Evo shaped
0: bathtub in hot tub In, with men, in hot Mentone, tub. okay. I, I'm just going to say that course. much, okay. Of course,
1: un- I understand. <laughs> it was in a cheaper place to live. I do understand. Um, but you know, yeah, uh, uh, the tos that uh, that are making money are paying themselves. But that's good. They should be doing that. And it's also true what James said that a lot of the money does just get plowed back into the business, like any business. So. Mm-hmm. Like any business, like it, all like right. any well, functioning I am business. I'm in the all business
2: right. of bringing guests on the show, so I'll more right.
1: pockets. Let's do it.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So I guess nothing else to say then about this topic.
2: Nope. That was a perfect segue. Come on, man. You're killing me, James. That was lined up. I out of the park. And then, Bam. But can we talk about it more? Do it again. Bam. Do, do it again. Do you have something else? though? seriously. Do you, have, do you have like more to add? No, I'm, just, you I'm, just, oh, I'm, oh,
3: I'm giving you a hard time oh, now. Oh I'm trying to give you a hard
0: time right now. So, all right, we're gonna go to a break, and when we come back, we're gonna. Say is rolling out. over in his grave. <laughs> dude, he's murdering. rolling over in his grave. I've been dead for so long, dude. Oh my god! All right, we'll be back, guys. We'll be back. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Tuesday show. Once again, we have a guest to bring on to the show. Last time we had him to talk about a very serious topic, but today we're going to have him talk about also a serious topic, actually. We're going to talk about his history in the FGC, his uh, role in commentary, as well as the upcoming King of Fighters 15, And that, of course, is going to be Mr. Hello Pockets, hello, how are you doing? Oh my god, look how serious he looks
4: How y'all doing? You feel like you're going
2: to offer me a red pill or a blue pill
4: uh, I just want to say it right now, uh, David, you never have to worry about me making money I never make money
2: <laughs> Don't worry about it, I got none
4: uh... 100% OG for life, baby
1: Hey, yeah. you know what? Your setup says otherwise. It's so <laughs> cool.
4: It's I know, so cool. Right?
0: Well, it's because he's got the flashing keyboard. He's got the lights on his DTOF, dude. That's like, the... Oh, no, yeah, I man. built this
4: all myself, man. Dude, just I some, mean, where did some, you get uh, this? I,
0: I like the Home Depot, Maybe li- Just li- stringed lights
4: on. At stringed light. You should see the backyard, brother. Like, I just put some <laughs> Christmas lights up. I'm never taking them down.
2: <laughs> oh, dude. Every day is Christmas. All
4: oh right. man got, yes in the pockets household got a festive barbecue every day of the week let's go oh
1: man so we are going to be talking about kof etc but let's or maybe let's start by talking about how you got into playing competitively in the fgc in the first place
4: uh so i mean it's a bit of a long story so i'll give you the condensed version because i feel like yeah, i give us I, a tldr guys that before like anyway but uh you know everybody played uh some kind of fighting game uh, where I was at, baby, like back in the 90s, it was World Warrior. That was like my where first were you at? introduction. Oh, I got to tell people, like, come on, man, there's like strangers right on. on this cat. <laughs> <laughs> San Francisco, California, yeah. 1992. <laughs> Picture uh, yes. San Francisco. World War- <laughs> Old Warrior drops at a pizza shop nearby uh, where I live. And it was like, you know, a little six or seven year old kid seeing a bunch of grown men gathered around an arcade cabinet for the first time in my life. And I'm like, wow, this game must be pretty sick because I've never seen a bunch of adult men do anything in this, you know, kind of, you know, manner. They're all going to be having fun. All the adults in my life are miserable. These guys look happy. (laughs)
0: You know it's interesting that you say that because i've always talked about how i felt like street fighter was since pac-man one of the only games to really achieve that level of you know uh popularity and i think that is one of the big reasons why is because adults were playing it more than the kids you know
4: (laughs) yeah straight up
0: yeah i had to
4: weasel my way into the crowd and like they didn't they had no mercy on me man like i didn't know what i was doing the first time and they just I asked the guy, how do I do the uppercut? And he's like, Oh, do a 360 on the stick. I'm like Okay. It it didn't work, obviously. Yeah, you know, yeah. Get, get this kid out of here, man. No, no mercy whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But that's how it got started. And and then just kept rolling on into uh what people would call the dark ages, where I played a lot of guilty gear. Uh not competitively, obviously, but just with, for fun with buddies. Uh although I did win a guilty gear tournament in Minnesota. What Minnesota I was, I was at, it was at an anime tournament though so i don't know if that counts mm, i
2: don't know anything it about doesn't it doesn't by the way it
4: doesn't count there was like nobody no. there okay. nobody to stick. spent
2: time here did, didn't you am yeah. i yeah, mistaken yeah i, I spent to, time
4: uh, here spent went okay. to school in saint cloud minnesota oh, there you I go okay, yeah, man. Bad. Okay. played a little bit of rugby too man it was a pretty good Ooh, year okay. no yeah. dude that's awesome yeah how would i know man? you didn't i'm not sure <laughs> well because i don't really
0: care about minnesota in general
1: so just wait just wait james so (laughs) so you were you were playing competitive sports and video games i mean was this just kind of something that you like to compete in general you're just looking for outlets for it however it came
4: uh, I mean, I think the video games is more of a heavy involvement for me than the sports. Like the sports was yeah. literally like big black dudes show up to school and they're like, do you want to play football <laughs> or rugby? And I'm like, I, choices. I straight up hit them with like, yo, actually I'm here to get a study abroad scholarship to Japan. And they were like, nah, you're playing rugby, bro. <laughs>
2: Here's your pads. You at practice. They hooked
4: me up, and I was like, ah. But that was cool, though, because there were some cats at the school that, like, they didn't really play like that, but they liked that I had setups and that they could just come out and just play until, like, 3 in the morning and just suck. And, you know, it was fun (laughs) for them, right? Right. Um, And then I get back to California, and uh, it was around the time that KLF 11 had dropped. Mm. And uh, my, my local arcade over at SF State University had Rack and Cube. Um, got a hold of that cab and a bunch of people were playing it and this was like the first time I had really seen a lot of cats go in on King of Fighters wow. uh, I had been a big fan of it for like you know a long time I never really played anybody because it was basically a one player affair here in San Francisco but this was the first time we had people to play with and that's really where like that, comp- that competitive wow. streak in uh, fighting games came because like I had to pay money to lose to these guys you know <laughs> I wasn't going to do that every week
0: I mean that's interesting because so the first KOF you played was actually the marvel of the KOFs, huh? So
4: that was my first KOF. It was eleven, yeah.
0: So has it felt like it's been a downgrade since then, or? You I'm know? not
4: all right. So if you go back on some old forums, you might find some guy named Negro Ninja saying some wild shit about how they need to bring the tax system back. <laughs> well, but I assure you, as a man that had not yet seen the light, he had. Yet to experience the full extent of the true formula of KOF. Not that he doesn't love the tag system anymore, it's just that he's seen another side of things and he's much more smarter and wiser for it.
0: I will not be asking where that nickname came from. <laughs> yeah, no. Fuck it. Genius. James. Oh, man. It's and a then-
4: Virtua Fighter tag. <laughs>
0: So what got you into the greater FGC and just like that involvement and everything? Because, I mean, obviously now you're a top eight commentator at EVO. You help with the game goons and all this stuff like that. Shout out to the
4: game goons, by the way.
0: Oh, yeah, of course. Shout out to the gang booths, except for that Gibby guy. That Gibby guy oh, kind of sucks. Oh. A jerk. We'll, we'll
4: talk about him in a little bit. Like, don't Abe worry. is
0: awesome, but Gibby, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Oh, dude. man, He's- my brother
4: Abe, dude. Shout out to Meta Abe. Like, before we get continued with it, I definitely want to make sure to remind everybody. You mentioned that I'm a top eight commentator at Evo, but I could not have done that without Meta Abe. Uh, that guy is probably the best co-commentator that I could ask for. And I've worked with some of the best. I've worked with you guys, you know? And he we work good suck. together. Ah, he's yeah, great. See, see this is why I don't oh, no. work with you, man. Like you <laughs> be sending <in> <laughs> shit. I'm like, I had to <laughs> Yo, quick, you're you
2: know? great. I'm talking about those guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh man.
4: But yeah, so without without Abe, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now because nice. I needed that guy to just bounce that energy off of, and he just meets me on the right occasion every time. So That's awesome. follow Meta Abe at Meta Abe. Underscore, meta underscore Abe on Twitter.
0: Also, he's really gotten into the artwork stuff too. He's been doing some amazing drawings recently as well, if I'm not mistaken.
4: Resident Art Goon. Like the art that you see on my Twitter, that's him. He drew that of me. Oh, and there's a couple other ones I don't show, but they're awesome, also. Cool. I bought that off of him. I bought a couple off of him, actually. He charged so.
0: you for a drawing for yourself? Look, he's an artist,
4: bro. Like, he can't just, as like, hey, man, can you draw me as a Dragon Ball character? Come on. No, I ain't you're giving, pay you, yeah, look, Dude, you're like giving I was him saying.
0: exposure. You're giving I'm him, exposure. He's got a fan clout. Like, I do <laughs> <have to fucking laughs>
2: I'll retweet that shit. You'll be famous. Like, bro, I got like
4: 10.6 followers coming. on dude 10k you ain't getting that on your oh no man i got it i was saying earlier you gotta gotta pay your friends
1: that's how friendships work you're supposed to give your friends money just like i was saying in the last segment that we had
4: straight (laughs) up man just give them money for stuff that they love to do (laughs) absolutely right absolutely right
1: (laughs) Uh, all right so look you you have been playing in in the scene for uh, i mean a long time at this point uh competitively as well as it sounds like you were playing games before that um Mm -hmm. When did you start to make the change? We were just talking about commentary. When did you start to make the change into also doing commentating?
4: So that was around the time that um, Street Fighter 4 came out. Mm. And I wasn't really a Street Fighter player. Like, I enjoy the series and everything, but I just was, like, trying. I was a guy that was showing up to, like, gatherings, saying, hey, anybody want to run some... KOF Eleven, <laughs> some Mark of the Wolves.
0: Got the Kyo, Kyo sneaking you know? in there, right? Anyone yeah, want to play yeah, some I got Kof. this
4: set up and everything. And bring the Xbox 360 and be like, yo, I got this really bad port of Mark of the Wolves. Anybody want to play that? <laughs> <laughs> Um But yeah, that was me. And... um uh, around that time, it was uh we started doing a lot of live streaming here in uh, Northern California. You might remember yeah. characters like you know Haunts, uh, Mister Jared, field.
3: yeah,
4: uh, Crack Fiend. Got to start out there doing that and like uh, sure. what they uh, and so what Haunts and Mister Jared wanted to do is that they wanted to like have us show up for a gathering that was basically aping uh, the Keystone series. You know, you mm. called Keystone Light, <laughs> called <it> Keystone <laughs> Light. <laughs> Light, up in Mister Jared's apartment. <laughs> And a bunch of norcal uh they were they're not nobodies but they definitely weren't like you know the who's who not yet at least right um they would roll through and we would just play street fighter four matches and they decided that they were going to broadcast it on, inter- on the internet now the first time they did they were like well we got a handy cam right here and we're running it through this capture card and through the magic of whatever the hell's going on with cam twist are pushing it out to some unmarked cam url oh and five God. people are watching and Mr. Jared had a mic, said, "Yo, Hell Pockets, can you like do like the the, the SBO commentary style? Because we like SBO was like the big standard. You guys remember when they would start introducing live commentary to SBO? Like everybody wanted that afterwards. So like we were just fooling around <laughs> doing that for about a year."
0: True story. I think uh, first two seasons, three seasons of Ultra Chen Tuesday Show were on cam twist.
4: Bro, (laughs) shout out
0: the cam twist. It
4: was the the magician's (laughs) secret, dude. I don't get it.
0: Back in the day, Um, man.
4: Uh, and, and and so the thing about that was like it kind of kept like Hans kept pushing the technology forward right. like every week he would show up with something new and eventually we got direct feed and then we got a real mic and then next thing I know he's broadcasting Super NorCal regionals like that one year that we were running like two NCRs in one year yeah. and he was like I want you to commentate Super Street Fighter 4 and I'm like dude like I'm literally just here to drink like he nothing here for me. <laughs> Can I drink while I commentate? I, I, that's anymore? what I asked. That's the first thing I asked him, I'm like, "Dude, is it cool if I bring in the beer, like, while we while we commentate?" And he's like, "I don't know. You got to talk to John." And I'm like, "I don't really know John like that, so I'm just gonna try it out." Sidebar. <laughs> sidebar. <laughs> morning of competition begins. It's about seven about seven eight a.m. Walk to the ballroom, and of course, doors open at nine, but we're like half an hour behind because it's NorCal FGC. It's just FGC in general, right?
3: Tournament standards. So
4: right?
3: Not Midwest, people are. But-
4: all right. People are in line. They're pissed off. They're like in their pajamas. Some some people were trying to do late registration. I walked down there with a 24 case of PBR over my shoulder saying, Hold on, I got tournament staff coming through, right? And I pushed <laughs> through the double doors, just like, Man, I hope I'm not going to get caught by John <laughs> Choi, the fuzz, right? And who do <laughs> I see as soon as I walk in through the door? Fuzz. But John Choi running late registration. Oh, and it makes no. me just look like. I just I
0: I I know that exact look. I can see it on his face right now. He
4: wanted to say something to me so bad, but I was like, you know what? Technically, we've never never met. I'm gonna pretend like I don't know what he looks like and just walk right past. Yep.
0: Dude, we all have amazing John Choi
1: meeting stories. Did you get your booze in the end? Did it all work out? Oh, I
4: I definitely got it, bro. Like I sat it down, and then like my first commentary partner was like uh, Magus, Andre. Huh? Oh, and like, he looked-
0: <laughs> uh, what's he, and he looked-
4: to? <sighs> I'm trying to keep it cool too, because I'm like, damn, I can't believe he didn't say nothing to me. I'm gonna try to just do like an hour of commentary straight, and like not really mess it up for the business, right? Andrew sits down, takes one look over to the other side of my chair. He's like, dude, how come you haven't cracked that open yet? Open that bitch up. I'm like,
2: oh my yeah.
4: That sounds about, about right. He's
2: wow. so f- never had a drink before. Not once.
4: That's my first commentary gig, man. And like, right. I didn't even get paid for that. I was that was pro oh, bono. None of us got yeah, paid they, for They all things. were in that time. I didn't get yeah. paid for this guy. I didn't get paid for that
2: one. But my next one. <laughs> the yeah, next dude. one,
4: dude. The next one was the um uh, that was NCR X. 2012. That was the next time I did commentary. KOF 13 was out. I did nice. it for Hans because Hans is like, you know, oh, yeah. I want to, you know, you're the KOF guy in NorCal. We're running, this is our show. We got to show out because everybody's over in Columbus, Ohio over at MLG. We got to show them they made a mistake to have the same event on the same weekend as NCR. And it was a good right. event. You know, it, it, turned, it turned out okay. Yeah. Um, and then afterwards we're hanging out at uh, Dragon Lounge here in San Francisco. And uh, he takes me outside, and I'm assuming he's gonna tell me I sucked, right? And he hands me like 200 bucks, and I'm like, "What's this for?" And he says, <laughs> well, you know, he's like it's for commentary." I'm like, "You mean you mean that shit I did for the last two? What? No, I <laughs> no. I didn't want it. I didn't want it, dude. I was like, "Dude, take that. I love doing this. And I'm just glad I'm not fired." So here, you can- <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "No, nah, bro, I gotta give it to you. Tax reasons, uh, man. Yeah. You know." So, oh, that's really yeah, nice. Dude, yeah, that's awesome. and. The- And at that point, I knew that was like, that's my homie for life, you know, because he basically got me started on all this. And then after that, he's like, hey, do you want to do Evo? And I'm like, bro, I have like not even been to Evo in three years, but yeah, let's do it, right? (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> and then you almost got yourself kicked off of Evo, but that's another. <laughs> well, that's another
3: story.
4: That's another
1: story. Yeah. I,
4: the, the first year was great, though. The first year was yeah. legendary,
1: man. <laughs> Absolutely legendary. Yeah, you, you've been you've been one of the main commentators in FGC for a, a long time I mean, at this point.
0: And just as an FYI to people. KOF13 the 2 years that were there were probably two of the greatest top 8s that we've had at mm. Evo ever Absolutely. and Absolutely you you angry. were commentating those and it was just epic dude i can Absolutely. only imagine like the screaming that was going on so
4: oh man like i i remember one specific moment where like i think Mad KOF opened up the like the entire match with a perfect on bala and we we blew out the we blew out the mics like they, and they, they just muted themselves. They're like, nope, we're not going to take all that load. <laughs> but oh man, that's awesome.
0: Now, oh, I, I want to ask if, if nobody else has a question. Does anybody yeah. have a question, or can I before we jump into further along into the esports land? Yeah, I wanted
1: to talk about commentary, but go, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, oh yeah. you
0: you mentioned. You know, NorCal regionals and stuff like that. I've always been a, a, a fan of regional rivalries, right? And so, oh, SoCal versus NorCal, like at those old NCRs and SCRs, to me, it was always Hell Pockets versus Luca (laughs) like talk to me about those regional rivalries and how like what your feelings on that because like I said you were always one of the, 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 the crowd leaders for NCR like talk to me about rivalries and how much you feel like they drove the FGC in those times.
4: Oh man, like it was at first, it kind of felt like, yo, know, this is kind of a cherry on top kind of situation because we were already there and we were already, you know, talking mad trash to each other. Um, it just happened to have an exhibition on top of it. And so, what would happen is like, it wouldn't always just be me but somebody would say something and, and, and you could tell when like it was just too much when because when, like everybody's saying something right everybody's right. saying something in that crowd but there's always one guy that says one thing it doesn't have to be offensive but it gets somebody in the crowd to just do the the 180 turn like what did you just say <laughs> And at that at that point, it's like, bro, we're going straight to 11 the rest of the day. And like, <laughs> I'm like that. Luca's like that. It's yeah. all in good fun and everything. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But, yeah, that's what really got, like, people started showing up to events just so they could see guys like us just get after each other. Yeah. You know? Like, <laughs> yeah. I've seen dudes show up to events back in the old days. These days, it's not that, like, uncommon because people just show up and they shop at the booths or whatever, right? But back then, it was just legit, the tournaments and, like, the arcade shop booth, right? Right. And so like people that were there that weren't playing were showing up to say, man, I hope somebody, I hope the shit talk is quality this year. You yeah. know? They would show up like Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you don't know, Luca is a guy in SoCal, old school player, uh, who was very loud and hilarious and uh, definitely led some of the cheers in SoCal for sure. B-
0: both, yeah, both, both Luca and Hellpockets uh have the booming voices that ca- yeah, that yeah. carry through rooms very well. So that's, that's why they were leaders of their
1: uh... I mean <laughs> it's guys, our
4: craft, dude.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. There's some skill in that, of course. It's not just about the physicality. Yeah. Uh, and then and I just I'm curious I'm always curious how people who commentate View their own commentary, so how would you describe your style of of commentary? if you had to sort of distill it into just a couple of sentences like what's your thing?
4: um I would say well it's it's definitely morphed over time, you know sure. like I definitely came out on the scene as that that explosive guy, you know, and just always explosive, everything's great. You know, everything's amazing. I actually kind of hate that stuff now. I look back at it and I'm like, dude, what was I thinking, you know? (laughs) None of this shit's exciting. But it worked. Like People people were feeling it. Um, I would say that these days, my style is more of a tempered explosion, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like I spend more time on the mic talking about uh, what I know about the players. And... Mm -hmm. A little bit about the game too. That's not. I, I've always felt like you know me talking about the game is like if, it, if if it needs to be done, it's my place to do it. But more than likely, they're going to stick me with somebody who's going to do mm-hmm. the heavy lifting on that uh, regard. Um, I prefer to tell stories about the players that I know. Yeah. Um, I did a lot of that at Evo Japan where I was just like, you know, and dude, by the way, commentator's best friend is Smash GG. Just click on players, go in their backlog, see what tournaments they want. Say, like, oh, got a got third over here at this regional where so-and-so is also there. What a, just like, you know. definitely. That, that's, that's like perfect for those oh, like on-the-fly situations, so right. right? Yeah. And so I've been trying to do more of that lately because, one, I got to protect the voice. You know, Seijan once told me, like, dude, you got to stop screaming.
0: Yeah, yeah uh uh-huh. Blow it out.
4: You're going to blow it out, and then we're all going to be robbed of your voice. And then he says, I don't care. I hate you, but, you know, <laughs> uh-huh. I prefer you I to be able to talk.
1: Now,
0: <laughs> no, you know, <laughs> you were talking about, you know, commentary partners and everything like that. Uh, we had Ryan Hunter on the stream, and I talked to him about it, but one of my favorite commentary moments, of course, of all time, is the Woshige of oh, you baby. standing up for moment, which you and Ryan Hunter did and literally blew that moment out the park, and we're kind of like the first FGC guys to show up on like ESPN, I think it was, or something like that.
4: So, you know what? You ain't this, it's 100% correct. We were the first FGC commentators. I mean, that seg told me this, and seg don't lie about this, you know, because seg was <laughs> like, you know, I. I swear to God, Pockets, you're the first FGC commentator to ever appear on ESPN, you
2: know?
4: That's what he said to me. It's a
2: pretty good segue. It's a pretty good segue. <laughs> yeah.
0: But, I mean, how did that feel, though? Like, that moment being so cemented, you're, like, part of this moment forever that was, like I said, like we said, on ESPN at one point.
4: Uh, Honestly, like, it felt like... I mean, it felt cool to get on there, obviously. I'm not going to, like, you know, front like I wasn't over the moon about being mm-hmm. included in that level of uh, uh, exposure, basically. Um, but at the same time, my mind was just like, oh, there's going to be another one. There's going to be another moment ah, like this. And nice. I'm going to have to, like, bring it. So <laughs> yeah. He's far bar too high. I think I did. I was like, bro, like, if I have another like Woshige moment, what do I even say? Like, of course he does that. He what like, it's Woshige, right? You uh, you'll figure it out if when it Yeah, when it comes and, I, up. and it's and then it happens. You know, a freaking uh, Evo 2017 with ET versus Hai ah, and K15, yes. like the most insane comeback I've ever seen in that game. And don't wake, Daddy. Uh, don't wake, Daddy was born. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, a good one. No, was that
0: something was that you was, like? Was that something? Was that like an inside joke, or would, did that just was that a spur of the moment? You know, Daimon opening his eyes thing. You know,
4: so that's like it's a little bit of both, honestly. Because like I had been saying that shit all weekend, like all mm. Friday, I've been like whenever Daimon did anything, I said, "Don't wake like Daddy." Uh-huh. It's on commentary, right? And like no one even picked up on it because it was not going over at all. It was <laughs> a fucking lead balloon. <laughs>
3: You just at the right moment.
4: A woman in white gloves. It was terrible, dude. I, like I didn't you give tried up it. on it. Yeah, I was saying it was
2: like like, like a stubborn comedian. You just kept doing it. <laughs> it. I was like, <laughs> Someone's
4: gonna look for this joke, it's damn covered. it. And I'm just looking at it. And then the best part is like, I'm depressed because it's not working all day. And E.T. is on stage looking like his heart's about to break because Xiao Hai is just putting him through the buzzword. Right. Like for an entire 20 minutes, and I'm like, Oh man, I can't take it. Even Abe's just right next to me, like dude, he could he could feel. he's like dude, I can't I can't look at this dude's face anymore. Like he just, he was just so sad, and I'm like I feel it, bro. I'm a, I'm just as sad as he is because I keep telling the same lame ass joke and no one's laughing. And then he finds the strength to to live on, and gave me the energy yeah. to just just blow it out of the park. Like oh, to just quadruple it now. I'm doing it again.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, it was great, dude. It turned out really, really well. <laughs> yeah, it ended up great. All right, let's uh, let's let's move on. Let's talk about King of Fighters, which is coming out very soon. Um, you have been, I mean, as we were just talking about, big supporter of KOF, player of KOF, commentator of KOF, um, for KOF 14 as well, which has you know, been out years at this point. Um, how do you feel about KOF 15 before you've had a chance to sit down and play it for a long time? What's your initial impression?
4: Um, I mean, I'm already gonna be biased because I love KOF. Right, I mean, hey, dude, I, bring I, it. I, I, it, it ha- bring however you feel about it, I want to know. <laughs> just gonna, yeah. like, just totally I spend
0: every week listening to, this. I spend no. every week listening to two very biased people. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet, bro. Damn. Um, yeah, so, I'm your I'm your counterbalance, James.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <So old laughs> is oh wait wait I'm over there. Just you know you find yourself in the middle.
4: Uh, nah, it's not Chris. Sorry. Oh no, that's chill. Um. So, I uh, mean, before I prefaced this with, uh, I liked KOF 14 a lot. In fact, I would okay. say that's my favorite KOF game of all time. Okay. More than 13, okay. more than 11. Okay. Uh, and when I saw 15 for the first time, I was like, dude, this is exactly what I wanted from 14. Like, everything yeah. is just better. Everything looks pretty. And they got characters I wanted to see. And then after like, a long a bit of wait, I got to play Terry in Beta 2. And Terry's great. He's a. <laughs> oh! You can't you can't go wrong. If Terry Bogart is good in your KOF game, it's a pretty good KOF game. <laughs> is that That's the my rule? measuring stick. That's my all right. rule. All Pockets right. rule man.
0: <laughs> so, so I mean, uh, Oh, go ahead. I go think ahead. it's
4: gonna be the best KOF game of all time. Okay. I think it's gonna be the biggest. I think it's gonna be the best. Uh, having played the both of the betas, having watched tons of footage of just top level players mm-hmm. from around the world going at it, both in the TGS build and the betas. Um It it just looks like all the amazing parts of 14 just presented 300% better. And with characters that no one ever thought were going to come back, it's just, you can't lose. I mean, even when,
0: like at TGS, Oda was like, yeah, we realized the biggest problem with 14 was that max mode was too powerful. Like the the first thing they said. yeah. Yeah, the fact that they were like acknowledging that kind of stuff is like, kind of exciting you know and i don't know
1: I'm yeah if, with- if you're somebody who doesn't know so much about 14 hasn't been following it but you are interested in 15 what would you say are the changes like what is what is the improvement
4: so one of the things that if you had been following kof 14 or any other kof uh, i would have to explain that max mode is a an activation uh, sub mechanic that you can utilize for a certain amount of meter that gives you in 14 access to EX moves uh, for as long as the countdown bar lasts, as well as reduced price on your supers, which will end your max mode. Whereas in 15 and in 14, it cost a bar to do that. So yeah. there were people that were en- able to enter these modes repeatedly once they you know got down to their last character. You can do it five times and just be a menace. And 15, they've increased the cost of max mode. It is now two bars to activate, and they do very different things. Um, Mm -hmm. Just like 14, when you activate raw max mode, you get more time to utilize the tools that it provides you with. Uh, In 15, that is the same with raw activation, but you also get a damage buff just out the gate, passive. Mm -hmm. You get a damage buff that's pretty sizable, too. It makes a big difference. Um, versus where in 14, if you activate max mode off of a canceled button, like a normal, uh, it's about cut in half, right? Same thing applies here, except you don't get that damage buff. You just get half time to use your max and, you know, good luck. Better hope you hit them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 14 max mode was like the way you spent the meter light, light, light max mode. And then that was it basically.
4: Right, and there's and there's some other key differences too, because like yeah, in fit, in fourteen when you activate max mode, it's like that's it. You're in max mode. You're it's a it's a built-in mix mechanic. You know, people just like activate max on block and then go for whole uh, high low high low mixes, right? Because. Mm-hmm. No one's reacting that quickly. In 15, they added a screen freeze to the maximum yeah. activation on Quick ah, Max, okay. which makes it a little easier to see coming, but it also makes it easier for the opponent that's activating it to decide what they're going to do and execute that plan. So okay. it's still kind of a guessing game there, and the attacker still has, actually has more time to figure out what they're going to do um, versus you know the person on defense also gets more time to figure out how they're going to respond to it.
0: So uh, let me ask this question real quick here. What are the characters that you want to play the most? Which ones are you just happy that they're back? And which ones do you want back the most?
4: Um. So, I mean, it's no secret. Like the happiest I, be- happiest I was throughout the entire promotional campaign was when they showed the Joe Higashi trailer. And <laughs> I was already happy he was just back in the game, right? But then they showed this sweet thing that I can't wait to get my hands on the character and test out, but I swear to God, they better not take it out of the game. S and K, please. Apparently one of his command normals, I don't know how it works. But if you hit them, and it's like it, it it sets up a juggle state, and he's never had something like that. You know, I don't know if his EX Tiger Kick is anywhere a juggle. If you watch the trailer for it, you'll know what I'm talking about. Where it looks like he uses a normal after launching right. someone, and then goes into EX Tiger Kick, and you're just like, whoa, what the hell was that? And you don't even they 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 literally that's all they said about him for almost an entire year. <laughs> that's all they gave me. That's all I've had, and I'm just like, dude, I can't wait for this game. I just need to know how that works.
0: Okay, okay. So are you just going to
4: do Fatal Fury team then? Joe, Terry, I mean, yeah, basically. I got Joe. I mean, Terry's godlike, right? Mm -hmm. And I played Shune in the first beta, and honestly, I'm feeling him, you know? Like, he lost a lot of damage. He definitely lost a lot of damage, but his tools remain more or less the same, which is the most important thing to me. I mean, I thought his damage in 14 was bullshit. You're just like (laughs) 55% for two bars because he touched you once. I'm like, come on, man. This guy's not even built like that. (laughs) <laughs> Apparently he isn't, you know, in 15, he's like, all right, let's make it a little more realistic here. He so, can still do a lot of the same stuff he did in 14, it just doesn't kill you.
0: Now, who do you want in the game that's not announced of the 45 that we know right now? Who?
2: Of you... the 45? No. Yes. Who what mean? a launch roster, that's pretty impressive.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, it's 39 and 2 DLC. Two? Thirty nine and two DLC in teams. In one year. That's insane. No, it's four DLC teams in one year,
4: dude. In that's one cool. year. Dude, what? So good. Why? Uh, <laughs> what? That's but, like me having my game moment thinking like, dude, how do I top this? Damn. Twenty twenty three is gonna be wild, baby. Um yeah. I, I do want Nelson to come back. I'm a huge Ooh, Nelson okay, uh, okay. fan. I'm also a Nelson main And I think that he's one of those characters that in 14 developed. He was a late bloomer. You know, right. a lot of okay. people were just not feeling Nelson out the gate and they just never looked back. And a couple people, myself included, decided to take it upon ourselves to really crack this character open. Uh, there's a Japanese player named SR that is leagues better at, than me at the character that will, that, I can tell that this guy understands the character just like i do because you ever, you ever had a moment where you play a character no one else plays and then you see someone else do it better than you but he's yeah. using your shit? yeah i have and you're just like yes i told you guys man yeah you're right for sure
1: for sure yeah, yeah. shout out to dual kevin yeah mm-hmm. shout outs to the japanese key players for sure yeah oh my god <laughs> uh look that- there's a lot of oh go, go on
4: Anyway, that was going to say, that's why I want Nelson back. And Shen Wu and On, okay. obviously. What the hell are they doing with those characters? Uh-huh,
1: uh-huh. So there's a lot of excitement about KOF 15, and I have a feeling that people are going to be trying it out who maybe haven't looked at KOFs in the past. Um, and I'm curious what you would say to get people to try out KOF 15. You know, if I'm somebody who's thinking about buying a new game, why should I be looking at KOF? Uh, first, I'm
4: going to ask, if you play Smash? Yes, I play Smash, my Damn, You're going to love Terry Bogard, baby. He's in the game. <laughs> Terry Bogard from Smash, <laughs> baby. Smash. He made it in King of Fighters. Who would have thought? you like taking 7, bro? They got Keith Howard coming in, baby. DLC. <laughs> it has got everything, bro. Oh, man. Uh, no, but seriously, um, I think the best thing I can say is that I think KOF is a game that has a lot of characters and the developers have taken great strides to make sure that each character brings something unique to the table. If it's insignificant, that's not their problem. They didn't say it was going to be good. They just said it would be unique. Maybe there's some overlap. Sure, there's a lot of overlap in the KOF cast, but I think there's something for everybody in this game and in every KOF game. Um, And people always ask me, like, how do I get into this game? How do I pick a team? And I'm like, dude, you've got... Well, in 15, you got 39 characters and six coming later on. Pick some characters that do what you like to do in fighting games. Mm-hmm. There's plenty to choose from. That doesn't always happen in fighting games. Sometimes you're like waiting for DLC just to say, oh, there here comes this sub-mechanic, here comes this function, and in a month, I gotta pay five bucks for it. But I'm hyped for it, right? In 15, you get 39 chances out the gate to figure that out. <laughs> Uh, I mean, but what
0: uh, what what do you and the game goons have planned for KOF fifteen, like content wise here?
4: I'm so glad you asked that, Actually, So <laughs> lately over at twitch.tv slash game goons, we've been running KOF 14 lobbies every Thursday. Uh, we call them the goon sessions or the lobby sessions, whatever you want to nickname them. And we've just been inviting community members that have passable uh, connections to join us and just send off KOF 14 in the very uh, you know, nice way we're going to be having our last kof 14 session mm-hmm. this thursday after which we will be transitioning to kof 15 goon lobby sessions and heralding in the new era of kof yeah and you can also t- catch the archives of such things on youtube.com youtube.com gamegoods goods
2: nice. well uh since you guys are going to be running lobbies kof 15 has a lot of interesting modes And I think the most interesting one is the uh, character selection, where you can X off certain characters on the select screen. Uh, So maybe if you know your opponent plays Terry, you could disable Terry from being selected. How do you feel about that mode for KOF 15 competitive play? Because from what I understand, I'm no KOF player. My closest affiliation to SNK is playing the latest Sam show. But from what I understand, at a competitive level, players generally have like 10 to 12 characters that they play. So would this work as a competitive game mode in tournament or no? Uh,
4: I mean, yeah, of course it'll work. If it can like totally inhibit my opponents. Well, would it work as the main, work? the
2: main, the oh, main competitive? Mode. Oh, uh, I mean, it like really say depends. like League of Legends and, you know, Dota and all those you know, mobas, they, they have a system like that. And that's how you play the game. Do you think KOF could survive or something like that? Because I think it'll make it really interesting.
4: I, I, I've I learned to never rule anything out when it comes to the KOF uh, competitive scene. <laughs> um, there's always someone willing to try something different in this community. Uh, a long time ago, for 13, people started running ratio tournaments, right? Where they, where sure. they had to put together a team that fits the ratio because... Some, Some of the people the say we're tied up seeing top yeah. tiers, popular. Yeah, you know, the, the usual. Yeah, I'm a Marvel yeah. 3
2: player. I know all about it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right.
4: So I think in that vein, there could be a, a, not necessarily a recognized esports league around it, but I would not be surprised if there is a draft mode rules KOF 15 side tournament that can occur offline or even online, you know? Because people have been expressing real interest in this. Dude, once yeah, we get to 50. Yep. When
0: we get to 51 characters, I mean, draft mode, I think, would be totally viable because you've got to have some characters left over that you want to play.
4: I, I'm actually hoping they ban some characters because I'm like, dude, I'm not trying to pick 51 characters. In, like, minutes, you know?
2: New <laughs> DLC <laughs> comes <laughs> out, box box box. is just canceling them from the draft. Like, you <laughs> not play DLC characters, don't have them downloaded yet.
4: Totally mm. ban myself, you know, like, yeah, just ban this guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, Yeah, but stuff like that'll... I think that'll find its niche. Uh, People have been expressing interest in party mode, which was something that we did have in 14, but we just, you know, didn't utilize it that much. Well, what's party
2: mode for those of us who may not know?
4: So party mode is (laughs) this this (laughs) mode where six people get into a lobby and they each pick a character to use on a team of three and then they go at it on each other. So basically they're just like, you know, switching in and out that way. Um, that's something that returns in KOF 15 and with the vastly improved net play experience that we can surely expect to experience in a couple of weeks. Uh, I feel like that is also a mode that's going to get some, uh, it's going to get a workout.
1: Yeah, sure. Cool, man. Well, right. looking forward to it. I mean, the game comes out in not, uh, under a week and a half at this point. It's like nine days or something. It's pretty soon. It
0: comes out, yeah. Per, I mean, it if, if depends on if you're a season pass holder. If That's true, yeah. If you're a season true, pass yeah. holder, you get it earlier. So. Right. No. Bro, I right.
4: didn't even pre-order. I'm gonna be straight up with you. I didn't even pre-order it. I'm sorry, oh. uh, I, I didn't pre-order I, I, it either. I blew it. I blew up. I blew it. No, you know well, why? I didn't it's pre-order it either.
1: I got, y- I got non-digital ways to access video games.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you, are you, content creator influencer hell pockets, right? S and K better dude. get on the ball and get you some codes, so dude.
4: I got, I got the perfect. I get the perfect scam, guys. Like, everybody loves me, right? So what I do is I just let <laughs> other people make content, and I say, hey, can I just use this? This is mine. I made this now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're the guy in the comic.
4: I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you made this? I made this. I'm going to just say a couple words over your tournament matches and say, oh, yeah, that's some good Hell Pockets content right here. Yeah. All
0: right. So so then are you going to tell me then that the history of your nickname, not the first one you mentioned, but uh, Hell, <laughs> Hell, Hell Pockets here did some, was some Somebody else named Hell Pockets, and you just completely took their name and like, uh it's yours oh, now. Oh
4: this this is a rough story for me because like, <laughs> Southtown Arcade, 2011, I want to say.
3: So around time Southtown.
4: thirteen was like, R.I.P. Southtown. You you guys have been up there. I know that. Yeah. yeah. You guys came up for the Marvel um weekend a right? couple of times. Yeah. yeah, a couple of times. Um, so. We're having a ran bet on Sundays. KOF 13 is like the hot shit um, in Northern California. And I was Hot Pockets at the time because and that's another story. If you watch that old Mike Ross, like Capcom pro talk thing, you'll definitely hear the story about that. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I'm Hot Pockets at the time. And I have a match against, against Haunts, And I used to just beat Hans's ass every week in KOF 13. And I was like, "Oh, this is like about to be easy money in the top eight, no problem, right?" I can't believe he's even gotten this far. Love the guy, <laughs> but he's going down. Um, and I think it just—I don't know. Like I, 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 for some reason, he had this aura about him that day where he was like, "He just had had enough," you know. Like, it just—he woke up on the wrong side of the bed. You know, the <laughs> lady wasn't acting right. Car was messed up, and he was just like, "Oh my god, I just can't take one more disappointment." And I'm like. <sighs> oh, my God, I'm falling for this guy, aren't I? I'm totally about to just, like, let him have this. No, I can't. Like, in the middle of the match, I just kind of started just getting outside of the mindset to win and started messing around and let him have too many small victories that built up into a much larger victory and a big L for me, right? And I was pissed because I was like, wait a minute, it's over? How did that happen? I was this close to top eight, and I lost to Haunts. And so I went outside. And my buddy starts filming me because I'm so fucking pissed, right? I'm just, like, swearing <laughs> at everybody. You've seen, the of, you've seen the outside of Southtown Arcade. Yeah. A guy walking down around there just yelling at nobody is totally normal. Yeah. You know, so I'm just out there going, God, fuck, yeah, never again. Oh, my God, right? And he's just <laughs> like, how do you feel about that, Chris? I'm all like, you know what the problem was? I was too nice. Hot, Hot Pockets is too nice. I got to stop being nice to these people. I don't care. I don't, I don't care if I love them. Hellpockets loves nobody, and so wow. basically, <laughs> Hellpockets is Edgelord Lord Hot Pockets. <laughs> and edgelord hot pockets has never left
1: <laughs> i know
4: yeah it's been like that for a while man i've, I've dude, like, you still
1: I got leave. all this purple lighting around you you still got the hoodie up <laughs> yeah has never left you
4: i don't even know who i am anymore man what yeah. the hell oh man that's awesome
1: <laughs> oh dude all right well i'm really looking forward to seeing what you guys do with ko15 and your commentary sure. for it and you guys plan it it's gonna be a lot of fun for for everybody i'm sure
4: it will be guys i definitely invite everybody to try the game out at least for a couple of days you know there's going to be a bunch of new players that we will, maybe we'll have another show or we can come to my channel i can tell you why the game's not hard but there's going to be a lot of new players yeah, that you're yeah. going to the community is in a hundred percent better place to actually accept new people into the circles that exist they're going to be helping out yeah Data's going to be getting shared. Information's going to be everywhere. I mean, like, dude, like the content creators can't wait to just be the first ones to just crack this game open and just share all the important stuff that will help you get better at it. So you're in good hands. And roll back that code. (laughs) Roll back that code, baby! All
1: right, man. Thanks a lot for joining us. Appreciate it. Peace out, guys. Later, homie. Good to see you. Oh, man. All All right. Always cool to hang out with him for a while.
0: For sure, for sure. At least I don't have to share his headphone after this. So, I think imagine,
1: imagine how it must feel. He's got the hoodie on as well. Like just adding the extra layer, the moisture. Oh, the moisture. Oh, that's the God. real hell pocket. The <laughs> cup inside the. That's
0: microphone. The, that's back to the that's hot the pockets, pocket. right? That's hot pockets right there. Oh, oh, so, Moist pocket.
1: Gross. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, uh, 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 all right. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Shoutouts to to Tim for coming on. That was a lot of fun, of course.
0: Of course, of course, always glad cool. To well, help
1: let's help move on design. to the next one, and we have a couple of topics here. The first one yeah, is just right, going to be one smart. that we brought up, yeah. and then we'll get, of course, to the viewer question. But let's start off by talking about our own.
0: Yeah, so uh, this is just something that I was thinking about. You know, we mentioned to Hellpockets that KOF fifteen is coming out. You know, this weekend. But for those of you who have pre-ordered the game. Uh, you actually get early acts I'm sorry not pre-ordered if you have the uh season pass is what it is if you have the season pass you can download it like three days early so I think it comes out on the 11th for for the for the season pass and the 14th for the pre-orders or 14th for the pre-orders some 14th for pre-orders and then like 17th. I believe 17th per the real one. Okay, mm-hmm. there you go. Not pre order, season pass holders. Season yeah. pass, sorry, sorry. Yeah. So, uh you know, obviously in the fighting game, you know, there's always the jokes, ban the testers, you know, who get early access to games and stuff like that. I'm just curious what you guys think of this practice, you know, to maybe bait people into buying season passes by giving it to them a little bit early. Is that kind of an unfair thing. I mean, you know, obviously it's miles and above still better than, you know, Japan getting the game five months before we did, you know, (laughs) kind of a situation. But do you feel like that this is kind of like a a, a unfair practice or anything like that? Or do you think this is just fine?
2: I think it's completely fair and totally normal. Other games and other genres have been doing this for a very long time. It's three days early, man. Like... a year from now, or six months from now at EVO or whatever, you're not going to be like, oh man, you're three days earlier, you're going to beat me. <laughs> like That's not how that works. So I, I think it's completely fine. If you want to spend the extra money or purchase something you were probably going to buy anyways as a fighting game player, you're probably going to get the season pass. Whatever, sure, yeah, I, I think it's totally fine. I have no issues with it.
1: What I think is interesting... Is that people who haven't pre-ordered people who have pre-ordered but don't know how the season pass, they'll play it on the 17th. People who have pre-ordered it and have the season pass will play it on the 14th. But that's yeah. they're actually they're actually not doing as well as people who didn't pre-order it, but instead have their own little mom and pop shops in their own little local cities that have their own little local release dates that may or may not be even before that 14.
2: Yeah, Man. but that's only if you play on console like a peasant. Us real gamers play on
1: PC. If and you were committed, committed, that early. Yeah, you were committed you console to playing player, this game, David, <laughs> I'm going to be playing it on console. In fact, if you were committed to playing this game early, the best way to do it is to buy it from a physical spot. Uh, in one of just obviously a few locations. I understand that many places don't have their little mom and pop in this way. But sure in no. LA and in other cities, yeah, I mean, we're not the only one in the world. We're not the only one in the country. In many cities, that does exist. Mm. And I'm fixing to swing by on probably Thursday. <laughs> just And, uh, you know, get a little early action. Get a little early action, why don't you? So, um. in fact, there is a... There is an incentive compared to the people who don't have the season pass, but there's actually an extra incentive to not have the season pass or the pre order in the first place.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For I like
1: mean, 10 people that can do that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I agree with what Tubo has to say. I, the three days aren't going to make a bunch of difference. And in fact, a lot of the people who are that dedicated to get the season pass to get it 3 days early are probably the players who are going to be putting a lot of time into it going to be good anyway that 3 day head advantage isn't going to be the difference of why that they are doing better than you nope. but yeah. on top of that whole entire thing is this just this is like David was saying this is just unstoppable right like i'm sure there's i mean like influencer hell pockets Probably, maybe we'll get a code early on or something, you know, like. People are going to manage to get an early copy. And it's just... I don't think it's really going to stop anybody from doing anything. So, I mean, I think it's... I don't even think it's that big of a deal, to be honest with you. But, you know, I was just curious to see if anybody else... Because fighting games... I mean, a lot of people... I mean, look, especially 10 years ago, three days was like nothing. Like, we learned nothing in three days, right? Yeah. Nowadays, yeah. three days
2: it can be huge I get my like, optimal setup and a meaty fireball and the yeah. oki turnaround yeah. 360 slam
1: dunk yeah it's much <laughs> <more fun. laughs> Here's my Well I suspect. would say that...
0: I found all yeah uh uh-huh.
1: right yeah. right I would say that the only the only people who get um who you know for whom this is actually a relevant uh separation in time are content creators that that's it I mean mm-hmm. if you have if you have three yeah. days early in a content creation cycle, that actually can be relevant. And if you're the kind of player who maybe like, you don't want to be the best in the world, but like you want to be the first to find stuff. I know this guy, he's me. And you know, in, in that case, having the game even just a couple of days early is super sick actually, because then you get to put out all the tech. Then you get to be the one to be like, I found this and now we're going to be calling it, you know, jokesies and pokesies forever. Cause I named yep. it that. That's the my mama name The Mamma Mia, dude. It becomes yeah, exactly. the mama Mia exactly you get to pick so for those people for those specific cases a few days actually can make a difference but yeah i mean of course for long-term competition and for other people's purposes it's not going to be that big of a deal but you know it 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 matters and like i said i mean i'm gonna (laughs) if possible i shouldn't say for sure you know nothing who am i talking about i don't know i actually actually you know what I'm gonna get the game on time just like normal, like everybody does. Right? Like, no, uh, you're not. Mm-hmm.
3: You're
0: a liar. Like, sure, uh, sure. like you
1: should. Nobody's gonna right. be breaking any rules. Right. Not on my watch. No mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Says the
2: lawyer with the Pirate Bay T-shirt.
1: What do you? What? I don't have one of those anymore. <laughs> In public? Question mark. <laughs> oh, uh, I've actually worn it so much that the, uh, the <laughs> it's actually like faded. You can't tell what it is anymore.
2: Yeah, it's like a Venice peekaboo shirt. Breast so that means all you have do. to do,
0: David, is just find another copy of that shirt and pilfer it, right? Because I don't think Pirate Bay would get it. Just
2: 3D print another shirt, bro. Yeah, there
0: you oh, go. Oh, actually,
1: I didn't <laughs> I didn't buy it off the, the Pirate Bay website. I just like took their logo and had a shirt printed. <laughs> you should, yeah. That's,
3: I <laughs> that's, that's what, what I think <laughs>
2: That's what they would prefer. That was what yeah, I did. Uh-huh, and that's, I'm
1: uh-huh, not making yeah. it up. Like That's how I got it because I, I was like but... – this... That I is think they would might as well go all whole
0: on this. <laughs> the 100% that is how they would have wanted you to do it. So that's, that's fine. <sighs> man.
1: All anyway, right. no, I think this is just kind of a normal business practice at this point. You know, the the separation in terms of the ways that they actually want you to, to, to buy it and pay for it, that timing. Totally normal. I don't know if anybody's really upset about it anymore. I remember people being upset about that kind of thing when it first started, but... And yeah, we're back
2: all kind of like
1: used to it. 2011. Yeah, it's right. Quite a, quite a while ago. <laughs> this is a long time ago. This is. I been mean, happening.
0: It, it was back towards more of the time when we didn't really have ways to prove how good we are with compared to other people, and so you had excuses why people were better than you. But nowadays, it's like it's so hard to have that excuse now. There's no way to just be like, well, you have this?" No, it's just you suck. Like, just get.
1: Dude, what what's gonna happen is if. If you're the person who gets it three days after somebody else, all you got to do is look online and there will definitely already be YouTube videos on like, here's all your characters' combos and here's their setups. (laughs) You just get right up to speed right Right. away. Absolutely. Yep, (laughs) real easy. Yeah
0: all right all right let's move on to the viewer matchups again you guys submit us the viewer matchup questions we pick like three of them you guys get to vote on which one we will answer so david will you do the honors to read the questions here
1: uh yes i can number the one if you could put a major capital tournament in a large u.s city that doesn't already have one where would you put it and why would you have a specific theme? Number two, with the rise of the palette swap mod for UMVC3, do you think events should look into running it at tournaments? Question mark. What are the advantages and disadvantages? Question mark. The trouble with PCs, number three, the trouble with PCs for tournaments is documented. But where do you see fighting game casual play at home trending? Will PCs have more longevity than consoles? Or will consoles continue to be standard even at home? Oh, there you go. There's numbers one, two, and three. The poll has been
0: created. You may enter exclamation mark one, exclamation mark two, or Make exclamation mark three to give the vote. There, subscribers get to vote for multiple times, twice. That is, we have a hundred percent going to one vote because we only have one vote right now.
1: Get in there, everyone. Uh, let's see what actually here.
0: start adding the questions here.
1: Again, everyone, get we have in only here.
0: a few votes, but the. The the uh, trend is pretty clear so far.
1: Everyone, get in here. All right, what do we got? What do we got?
0: If you want to see it over here, I mean,
1: what do we got? Three, oh, is it pretty solid? Lead number one taking this thing.
0: One, and, yeah, one, yeah. It looks like it's beating three. Two doesn't look. Yeah, like that's it's GG.
1: Serious. Let's do it. Want to just G-G. call it then
0: at this point in time?
2: GG G Nori G
0: Yep, I think that's it right there. Oh, well, well, no, yeah.
2: it's we called
1: it. It's come on, we called it. We called it. All right, on. all right. Fine. The we vote give is them all, night, we'll vote all night. The vote all night. Actually, is... even after all of that, there's still a lead for number one. So, yes, yeah, okay, it's, it's
3: okay,
0: okay. So, if you could put a major tournament in any city that doesn't already have one, where would you put it, and why would you have a specific theme?
1: Okay, well, I guess I'll start. Sure.
0: Sorry, I'm trying to get the thing
1: up here. I would put it in Los Angeles, California. <laughs> what? What a shocker. Well, don't you think it's wild that Los Angeles, California doesn't have a major tournament?
2: No, you guys Why don't we... need anything else. What do You, you have 19
1: football teams,
2: 85 basketball teams, six baseball franchises. You got... E three, you got every. You don't need anything else. You're good. You're good. Okay,
1: that's why. You would do that We're over
0: New York, over New York, huh?
1: New York Los City States doesn't north. have anything. That's not true. It had uh, defend the north. Yeah, right? it does
2: have defend the north. Nope, yeah. that Man. was in Virginia.
0: No, defend uh, the north not- was New York. No, Defend the uh, North. Yeah, is I'm new, pretty sure maybe,
1: that maybe, was Virginia. Maybe I'm thinking of the wrong title, but there definitely is. No,
0: Defend the North is York exactly York what you're thinking of. Okay, yes. Okay, okay, Are you okay. sure? I
1: thought that was in Virginia.
0: No, that All was right. definitely New York.
1: Well, Los Angeles right, I'll take your word for it. hasn't had a major tournament in a decade. A really long time. Maybe longer than that. Uh it's really been forever. Now there have been tournaments in other parts of Southern California but even those haven't happened for a while at this point uh, scr isn't coming back or maybe it is but that hasn't been announced certainly if it is yeah for sure and um you know the what was at one point west coast Warzone, i guess is gone and all I the mean, stuff that that, was, like
2: that was 10 years ago
1: it wasn't 10 years ago but like it, anyway west
2: coast but, Warzone, i don't remember one past like they they did do one later
1: than that yeah oh, but okay. it was a long time ago as well at this point anyway I just think that's weird that this is such a big place and that's so rare that we have that. Um, I mean, you're right that in many ways, California has a lot of stuff going for it. And um, I'm not somebody to like complain about my state very much. <laughs> I, I'm happy about how much stuff we have. But in this instance, it's it's weird that we just don't have that. and And instead, you got to go elsewhere to get big tournaments. We have to, I mean, we're not that far from Vegas, I guess. So we got to go to Evo if it's like four hours away for us. It's farther away from San Diego. It's farther away from Northern California. Uh, But for us in LA, it's, you know, four or five hours. Even that is like not next door, right? I mean, that's the next state and it's across all of our state. So I just think that that's unusual. It's not what I would expect. There are tons of players here for like every game. I know why there isn't a big one, and it's because there's so it's so expensive. Like mm-hmm. that's the reason, obviously. I mean, it's the
0: same reason why New York doesn't have one either, right? So that's why NCR was in Sacramento for so many years, right? Sacramento, yeah.
1: And when it was in San Francisco, it was at the the college, um, San Francisco State, because that was easier for them to rent. So yeah, I mean, I I get it. I get that it's an expensive place. It, this is this is the case, by the way, not just for los angeles as a major city but also for every major city none of the major tournaments are like in the downtown big city areas and that's because it's just really super expensive so you know you think about other areas okay atlanta is a really big city it has a big tournament um or did i guess anyway however that's working philadelphia same way uh chicago orlando houston but none of these are like in the downtown center in where it's super super expensive. And, yeah, 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 right. I was I mean, gonna say CEO actually
2: is in Orlando technically though. I it's guess Orlando downtown.
1: I guess Orlando is. It is it is
2: in Orlando though. That is that is true.
1: Uh, well now it's in Daytona. Oh now it's in Daytona. Yeah, never mind. You screwed up, Jim Bailey. <laughs> yeah, now it's in now it's in Daytona. So in all these cases, it's not like in the major area. Just because it's really expensive and it's just hard to make that kind of stuff work. So I understand that. And I don't really expect there to be a major tournament like in the downtown LA core, but it would be really nice to have a SoCal tournament again. I wish that we had one, and it's been a long time.
3: Dang, I
0: totally misread the question, I thought it was anywhere in the world, so I was already just ready to go like to the craziest place possible. But uh,
1: finally, <laughs> okay, all right, US, yeah. So the, sh- the Chicago tournaments are in Chicago, of course, right? One is in the, the suburbs, and the other one, I think this is gonna move, but, gonna but it was spot spot not even project. in the suburbs, dude. St. Charles was not even. It's like barely a suburb yeah, of Chicago. St. Charles is not a suburb. It's an hour out of Chicago. I mean, it was far away.
3: So.
0: <laughs> huh. Interesting. What do you now, guys got? I mean, like I said, I have to rethink my whole answer now because I was like, I can't believe David picked Los Angeles out of any place in the world. And then I was like, "Oh wait, large U.S. city."
2: Large okay. U.S. city. Right, right. You rather those large U.S. city, as in us as a people, exactly. human mm-hmm, race, mm-hmm, okay. anywhere? Yeah, I got you. I'm with you, James. Got him.
0: So if that's the case, then I would pick Los Angeles. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not. Kidding. <laughs> I mean, honestly, honestly, I would pick New York before Los Angeles because New York is such a big haven of fighting game tournaments, it would be a great way to celebrate the history of players at New York because they are some of, if not the most significant players uh, in fighting game history. And New York, outside of Defend the North, just really doesn't have a chance to, you know, have a lot of tournaments outside like I said, like outside of Defend the North and it's because it's super expensive. So you know if the like this, if this question was like somehow someone's funding a tournament and it's like pick a location then uh, any cost, you know, like location cost uh, the venue and the hotel and all that stuff, that's taken care of kind of thing. Like then I would probably pick New York. Not only that, because I actually really like New York. I think New York is a wonderful place. Uh, I again, I'm a city guy, and so uh, I really yeah. appreciate New York. But again, also sure. another thing too is that New York is just a place where there's a lot of things to do. It's a good spot for people to vacation. You know, you can go see the Statue of Liberty. You can do all these kind of things. You know, it's always why I've been happy that Evo was in Vegas because people don't remember Evo at Cal Poly Pomona, where you know after the tournament was done, like let's go do something, <laughs> and like literally you drive out of the campus and like trying to get to the freeway like there's not a street light in sight like <laughs> yeah. it is just pitch black outside of Jeez. the lights of your car you know like it's 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 it would be a good tournament location have a history and be able to put an event somewhere that i think really really deserves it so i would probably just pick new york for a big major open entry kind of tournament
1: what's your theme what's your event theme
0: theme yeah the
1: question asks what would you have a specific theme
0: oh okay then the tournament would be the would have the theme of freedom because we're right next to the statue of liberty and the u.s is free you can interpret that however you want
1: splitting the tournament in the water i got it cool (laughs) what about you
2: (laughs) well i think i would run a tournament in not chicago and i would call it not combo breaker uh, our theme would be like a hip-hop streetwear uh-huh. kind of graffiti skater deal. Uh, you know, we'd offer like a lot of clothing drops from the Not Combo Breaker brand. Um, Genius. These are all totally original ideas, by the yeah, way.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, I would probably partner with other TOs to make streetwear, but not quite like super nerdy streetwear, you know, like stuff. You could wear out. Nobody would be like, "Oh, that's nerd stuff." Interesting. Really trendy clothing. Uh, maybe I would do like some partnerships with like some local music people and huh. uh, <laughs> really promote my event yeah. through. Not look alive would be my online only event.
1: <laughs> you thought a lot about this one. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> that's a like, really uh, yeah.
0: interesting view on strategy to take. That's, yeah, it's yeah. really fascinating. I wonder why nobody's thought of something like that. Why has that? nobody done I that? I, I don't.
2: I don't know. I feel like maybe I should open up, like, not GameStop and start selling used games.
0: Uh,
1: King nine 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 wouldn't buy or sell used games. This is crazy. <laughs> King nine
0: nine nine nine. There have been history of a couple of those. They are not good. Of what? Do not outdoor tournaments. Oh yeah, do they're not awful. do outdoor tournaments. It yeah. is basically the worst idea. It's what made me learn how to play a joystick on a chair though, I'll tell you that much.
3: Because
0: so. mm. we were definitely in the parking overhang of an apartment complex, and I definitely could not sit on the floor at that tournament, so
1: Well a well, coke. So your your tournament is in I don't know, where would somebody who would kind that of that tournament live? Maybe like Minnesota, that's what I'm thinking. What do you think yeah,
2: about that? It would just be not Chicago, realistically. It's, you know, doesn't really
1: matter. That narrows it down for sure. Yeah, there, there Maybe are- maybe
2: the Twin Cities because it's local. Sure. Well, if it's, maybe it's, it's local, Twin of Cities.
1: course. Of course. Yeah, look, I mean, I would love to go to the Twin Cities. I've never been up there. And I think James's perspective on this is interesting because, you know, you're talking about going to New York and like what's the value of Of the city that we're going to as a for the Mm -hmm. tournament outside of just the tournament itself, that's definitely a good consideration. It's just really hard to make that actually happen in reality. Like I understand we're just you know answering this fun question, but in reality, it's really hard to put a tournament in like a tourist area. The few that I can think of, maybe um, Killer Instinct World Championships in san antonio Antonio. yeah yeah. it was within walking distance to the alamo actually it was really close Oh,
3: cool
1: it was very close yeah really really close to the like riverfront area that they have the whole tourist trap was like right there and so i went to go check it all out while i was on break actually uh that was super sick and puerto rico versus is in like a tourist area more or less so there are some it's just really hard to make work let's not
0: forget (laughs) about the beach but that's why that's why new york works so well though is because the public transportation there is <clears> the transportation there yeah you know right, what i mean right, you don't right. have to rent a car the times that i've been to a new york tournament i've literally walked from like our location all the way to Times Square. I've walked sure. to Statue of Liberty, taken the subway. You know, that you just have a lot of good options out there and that's what's nice. And there's a lot of cool things to see because I mean, honestly, sure. if, you, if you've never been to New York and you see the, watch the Dick Clarks or New, York, New Year's and Eve and you see the ball drop, you, I've always wanted to go to Times Square, you know, Statue of Liberty, you know, I wanna see the he Empire tried. State Building where Spider-Man jumps on all the video games and stuff like that. You know, there's a lot of cool things.
2: I to want to know there. about the crazy talking about weed trucks.
1: Weed I weed want to know trucks? who Dick Clark well, is. Well, look,
0: that was the one time that Ju- I still remember Justin's favorite story. One of my favorite Justin stories that, you know, he went into the car to the taxi in New York and the driver asked him, was like, where do you want me to take you? And he was like, grandma's house. Like I'm going to my grandma's house. And he's like, all right, I know a great dispensary around like this way, or I know this guy or whatever like that. Cause apparently grandma's house is like a secret code for like, taxi can you take me to place to buy weed yeah the hookup <laughs> mm. and uh Justin was like no i'm actually trying to get to my grandma's house
1: <laughs> jeez i looked mm. it up because stephanie said that dick clark's been dead for 10 years and he literally has been it was 2012 yeah, that he passed but it's away. still
0: called dick clark's new Year's rock and eve it just stars ryan seacrest really now, okay yes it's ryan still seacrest called- hasn't died yet no, Ryan Seacrest. It's still it's Ryan Seacrest. He's, he's he is like the new Dick Clark, dude. Trust me, the man does okay. not age, dude. But uh, yeah, he is. Uh, yeah, no, no. Uh, Dick Clark passed away, but it's still called Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve. So,
1: I guess a couple of pro tours have been in in situations like that. Like yeah, I mean, Red Bull in... came here. <laughs> came here. They came to New York. Red Bull. Does yeah, stuff Red like Bull that. did that. That's true. Uh, Capcom Pro Tour Finals was in San Francisco, like a real. Those
2: aren't. Those are different. Those aren't majors. Yeah, those are right, you know right. put on by either an advertising crew with Red Bull or the publisher with Capcom. That's a, a, a quite a bit different.
1: For sure. For sure. All right. Well, there you go. Anything else on this topic? I don't think so. Nope. Shall we move
0: on to the mailbag here? Mailbag. All right, let's do the mailbag here. Uh, strangely enough, we were missing a question from Investigation Code this week, but um. Oh my God, um,
1: where could he be? I don't. Know. Can you imagine him slacking off?
0: Yeah, I know, dude. <sighs> giving us a. He's actually in the chat.
1: I know, I see him there.
2: Still in the chat. All
0: right, Alex Cage asks via Twitter, "What's your favorite fighting game-related documentary?" I mean, there's not a ton of them, right? It's like everything that Besteban has made.
1: There's a then, good like, number. There's a good number, man. Uh, yeah, I is... guess
0: that's true. Yeah, now that I think
1: about it, and it's and for a long time. I mean, all the way back to Bang the Machine. To I feel like every year somebody comes I out got with something next. on it. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Well, what's your
0: I favorite, mean, James? I mean, mine is *Bang the Machine*. Like *Bang the Machine*, it's just—it's sure. such a historical piece. I mean, obviously, it, as documentaries go, a little bit of it was exaggerated for dramatic effect, but at the same time, it really wasn't. <laughs> but also, it's just a great indication of what that time was like. Like to see how the fighting game community behaved over there. And of course the crazy story about losing all the footage to nine eleven and yeah. all this other stuff. The fact that that movie even got made at all is, is yeah. quite something. And again, it's just, uh, yeah, there's obviously, uh, there's nowhere to find it. And the reason is because they can't publish it because they used a bunch of licensed music. And so basically, um, it's too expensive to try to punish, publish it. They can't take the music out of it because they lost all the original footage because uh, their office was in the Twin Towers uh, when it went down. So they just uh, do not have the ability to recreate uh, that thing. No, and that's the thing, Marumari, is that if it ever happened, if it ever leaked, that would be the end of the, any possibility of them f- trying to figure out a way to make it work. There was like a couple of ways that there were uh, potential uh, to make it come out, and they didn't; those things didn't happen. But I know that they still, you know, would love to try to make it come come out in a in a in a official manner, in some way, shape. Did
1: you hear about? I'm sure James did about the Beatles doc and how they had like some AI figure out how to separate all the different tracks mm-hmm. in there. That's Maybe. what I was thinking too. I was huh? thinking about uh, that for too. For bang the machine, you figure mm-hmm. out you train some AI to figure out how to get rid of all the music in it. Huh? Huh? Yeah. Huh? Huh? No, trust that wouldn't me, be very expensive dude, either, right? I mean, my, when yeah, my manager at, at my
0: my manager at my last company, you know, would <laughs> tell Super me about these programs called like Ableton Live or something like that, which you could literally take a guitar chord and change any note in the chord. Like from an actual th- audio sound, like it just hmm. knows how to change it. But it would still sound like they were strumming it at the same timing with the same cadence and strength and all that hmm. stuff. But they could just change the note. It's like it's crazy what people can do with audio these days. And it's terrifying. So yeah.
1: Well, what do you got tubo where?
2: Uh, mine is Focus, for sure. Which one's Focus? Focus is the one starring Tubblerware for about three seconds, and then the rest
1: of it's about Mike Ross. <laughs> oh, okay, all right, all right. Yeah, so, the, the, the classic Tubblerware-Mike Ross collab, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, but in all seriousness, <laughs> even if I didn't make an
2: appearance, it's definitely Focus. Focus, if you guys haven't seen it, it's still out there somewhere on the internet. I'm not going to tell you where. You can Google it yourself. Um... But the, the Mike Ross focused documentary is it's really powerful. It goes pretty deep mm. into his personal life. It uh, talks of, you know his full origin story, not a quick Ultra Chen TV Tuesday show origin story, yeah. but like the, the the deep, dirty, ugly side of it. And uh, Mike is, I mean, I consider him a friend. I, I love Mike Ross, and I'm a little biased because I was a a big Mike Ross fan for a long time before we actually you know started talking and became pals. So sure. yeah, I really I really do do like Focus a lot.
1: Well, um, I guess maybe it depends on what your definitions are here, but I think my number one is the Smash Brothers, the Smash Bros. doc.
0: The nine uh, hour I, document. Yeah, the,
1: document. the very long one. Yeah, uh, the, the multi series one. It's like nine episodes or something, if I recall mm-hmm, correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one was great. Really, really detailed and very interesting and very well done. I love that one. Um, if that's the not the fighting game community, from your opinion, I don't know, whatever. Uh, I'm not hung up on that, but whatever. Um, I would say Esteban's uh, Killer Instinct documentary is my favorite. I really like that one as well. I good think one. it was yeah, yeah, really, really well done. Um, again, and maybe part, partly in the way that Brock's talking about it. Actually, also so is James, uh, where you guys are like all biased about you know being so like tightly yeah. uh, wound up with it all. Uh, you know, good friends of mine are involved with that, and it's cool to see them and talk with them or hear them talk about you um, know everything that went into it and. And as somebody who really likes the game, that ended up coming out of that, like it was, you know, very interesting to see all of that side of, of how it got made. Uh, so I really like that one too. But there are, there are a lot of great ones. Like there's a lot of yeah, great yeah, documentary yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. There's plenty of uh, FGC oh, docs oh, yeah. if you want to
2: get out there and find them. There is an early cut of I Got Next for people that supported via whatever Patreon was back in 2010. Um, that. Is not up on the YouTube channel anymore, but I actually liked the early cut more than the final cut. There was things that were taken out in the final cut that mm. I really liked about the original. Interesting. So which one was that's that? That's probably out there somewhere, too. That was the
0: one by Ian Cofino.
2: Yeah, it's one by Ian Cofino. I, I got next. Had, they had the, the, the short early cut, and then after the project was funded, he put out the final version, mm. which has like a big time skip at the end of the first cut or whatever. Mm. Uh, so that, I don't know, it kind of throws me off a little bit, but. Still, either version, great, great stuff. I, I watch those like probably once a year.
1: So Dang. Oh, cool. Okay.
2: Okay. Yeah, I did. I hard nostalgia in there.
1: Hmm. That's cool. All right. Cool. Well, let's move on to the next one. All right. So
0: we have this question here. Uh, this is from Taffy Turnip via Discord. Is there something you struggle to share with others, even though it seems like it should be easy? Example, I love sharing music, but people will not experience it with the same context that I enjoyed it. So reception can often be lukewarm, be very lukewarm. Oops.
2: Uh, My answer is nope, absolutely not. I share shit with my friends all the time, whether they like it or not.
0: I remember that one time at Combo Breaker You walked up to me and said Hey James, want to see some shit? So I definitely know all about you Like to enjoy sharing shit with people
2: Funny funny follow up story, James uh, Humbag at Frosty Fausties Walked up to me and said that And I said, hold on And I pulled up that picture from three years ago <laughs> Still in my phone So that'll, yeah Anytime somebody wants to see some shit if i I see a youtube video or something that i think my friends might remotely somewhat enjoy or even if they're like not interested at all i still might just like post it in the group chat and be like hey look this is cool like i i don't care what the reactions are i'm sharing it because i think it's cool and if you don't think it's cool you suck
1: i think that i'm good with sharing things with people who i already know well and care about etc like with my good friends and family But I do, I do get this feeling pretty regularly, I think, when I'm talking with other people. Um, And that's, I I guess, because I don't want to, I don't want to scare them off. I don't want to. Yeah,
2: because you're going to bring up the war of 1329 between (laughs) Morocco and whoever the fuck i using seven S A T words Money that nobody.
3: Heard.
2: Yeah, using your big words with your cromulence and your rapid... That's a Pokemon. Whatever. Just we know what's coming out of
1: your mouth. Sure. What I d- love to talk about the 1300s Battle of Kosovo it was so important between the Ottomans there you and. Go. Dude, yeah, tell sure. people what your, all about that. your
0: Mario Maker level was, J- uh, the, the the David. <laughs>
1: My Mario bigger level. I'm sure I've
0: talked about that before. The but Battle of Verdun, it, or I think it was. It was or? the
1: Battle of Verdun. Yeah, exactly. Which was a really, really big, uh, terrible battle in World War One, and cost mi- millions of people died at this battle over the course of months. And so I made a Mario Maker level on it. Oh my god, uh, that was basically supposed to like relive it. And there were like, there were all these uh, dry bones like buried under the ground, and there were blocks that were going down so fast to try to emulate the speed of uh, artillery shells hitting drum fire. They called it because it happened so fast, uh, and it was really hard to get through this like wall of uh, of lead. All these bullet bills that you had to oh. traverse. I don't know, dude. Uh, well, anyway, I thought that was a good idea at the time. Um, so, <laughs> I, I, uh, I uh, yeah, but I mean, honestly, like, I, I do, I do definitely feel this sometimes, where people, people express like a slight interest in something that I'm interested in, and then, and then, I guess what's difficult for me is trying to gauge, like, what degree I should, I should talk with them about it in, and I guess I kind of default to like just very surface level when what i really want to do was like get into the very nitty-gritty because that's like always what i want to do and and i could do anything in between but i just don't know where to end up on that and i don't want to i don't want to bug them what if they get bored what if they're not interested with my good friends and family i can i can judge that well and like that's not as much of a problem but for other people yeah i don't i feel like i get that wrong a lot so i do understand where tabby's coming from in this
0: Yeah. No, I mean, honestly, for me, um, I kind of gave up the fear of my freak flag, I guess is the best way to put it. I mean, I'm a very introverted guy. I'm kind of, you know... You know, I don't like to talk about a lot of things or whatever like that. But these days when it's if it's like music or video games or shows or whatever like that, at this point in time, I'm just like, yeah, I play video games. I do fighting games. I love Tetris at this point because I don't know. I just kind of fighting games is my life. That's who I am at this point in time. You know, what I mean, it's such a major part of me. Uh, that if, you know, I mean, I was at a, a party recently and, you know, a bunch of people there don't know anything about video games. Ask me what I do. I just sat there and talked about fighting games for like ever. And it was to them. It was fascinating. They actually were really interested in a lot of it, you know, because honestly, I just have to talk about it how I see it and they can see the passion and the and what I enjoy yeah. from it and they can glean that out of there right so for me I mean like I was trying to think about it is there anything that I don't I mean I tell people all the time who my favorite bands are you know I tell people that my favorite movie is The Princess Bride even if that sounds weird to some people you know if they don't know the context or whatever you know I I don't know I just at this point in time I guess you know, i just, I just rather kind of have what I love be out there. So, I don't know. It's
1: well, kinda... I, I'm not saying that I think it's hard for me to say what I like. I think it's more just that when I do so, it can be hard for me to judge how much detail to go into. And so, I think that sometimes I end up not going into as much detail as maybe the person would have found interesting. Like, maybe I gauge it. And they are uninterested because I don't explain enough, and then they're like, "Don't get why I care about this thing that <laughs> they don't know anything yeah. about, and that I don't describe about." I don't know. It's it's hard for me to judge, but um, yeah, I mean, it's not like I I don't I don't not want to talk about it. I just am not sure like how much to get into it. Sometimes.
0: Here's this two hour video of throat singing from. Some, yeah.
2: <laughs> you can leave that out. one on, on like in the <laughs> in the drawer forever. No one's no one's gonna want to talk about that one, David.
1: I also think that it's easier for me in some ways to talk with people who i who are almost anonymous than it is the people in kind of like the middle level Mm of of knowing them again people who i'm good friends with families members with easy for me to talk about what's the
2: middle level of knowing them what's what's that look like like good
1: friends and family and then like anonymous online and anybody yeah. who is in between is anybody else? People who I know. That's casually? a huge pool of humans. I understand. Yeah, I know. Oh, all right. And so I think I think in those in those contexts where if it were like in person and somebody who like I've met a couple times, hey, like I've seen you around a couple times, I think it'd be weird for me to talk about some things. But I also would feel easy uh, I would feel it would be easy for me to talk about those things like on Twitter where that same person could absolutely just be reading it, but it feels. Well, then they're Easier. choosing to
2: read it. You're
1: not forcing it. Yeah, maybe it that's what it is. Right. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, don't know. yeah, yeah.
2: Okay. <laughs> How you put the information out there, they can consume it if they want. Maybe Otherwise, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. I
1: don't know. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, Well, we did it. Well, hey, all right. It's been Video Games, everybody. So, guess what? This coming weekend, some of us will have King of Fighters 15. Probably. Maybe.
0: Some of us, probably. So.
1: You could we'll definitely say. have it
2: on the 14th if you buy it and get the season pass yeah exactly so even
1: if you're somebody who has gone that route wow unbelievable but even if you are buy the next tuesday show if you're interested you'll be able to play it so we'll i'm sure be talking about it next week yeah Yeah. all right well i think that's the the normal show eh all right bam that's the tuesday show everybody thanks for hanging.
0: Are we telling people to stick around
1: for a... Yeah, let's do a little post-show, sure. Yeah, we can post hang out. Show.
0: All right, sounds good.
1: We're, we're done at a early
2: time. DC Why not? Time.
0: All right, so we're going to do a little bit more hanging out until we get to uh, probably 8 p.m. here, which is like 20 minutes. So post-show. But for those of you watching on YouTube, thank you guys for watching. Please like and subscribe and check out all the other awesome content that we are now generating on the channel and so make sure you follow and subscribe and click that little bell icon. Or is that Twitch? I don't know. But just follow us on all the social media.
2: Subscribe, Smash the bell. You know how we do it. Jake Paul out. I think that's what Jake Paul says. I'm never
3: watching Jake <laughs> Paul video.
2: <laughs> I'm just imagining he says something like that.
3: Yo,
0: baby, Jake Paul out! You know, kind of thing. So,
2: alright. Alright. Later, guys. Peace. Burn them! They're being birded. Can
0: you guys not oh, hear the bird? I, I cannot hear I, it, no. no.
3: guys can't hear the bird? Okay. Can't
0: I'll hear the birds. Out. I'll figure
3: that out. Alright.
0: Figure out why you guys can't hear the birds.
2: I don't know. We could hear him before. What'd you change?
0: I know. It's just, it's, well, because the problem is my audio, my audio mixer keeps crashing. And so the settings keep reverting back to what they used I'll, to be. Uh,
2: I'll be honest. I don't like, I don't think we need to hear the birds. I think it only matters if we're like watching a trailer for something. Actually, yeah. It's not I a think big if deal. I do this, yeah, it's not a big deal. I
0: think you guys can hear the birds now. So let me know if you hear these birds.
3: Yeah, yep. I hear sure you know those
0: birds. Okay, there we go. That's what it is. So that's we something fix the that birds. I have to I have to turn off every once in a while. Yeah, the audience could hear the birds, but the people uh, you guys can't because I wasn't pumping the audio of my computer into Discord is what it is, because I have virtual wires going everywhere on my computer and it's annoying.
1: Virtually everywhere. Shoutouts to my 3D printer. I got it into such a nice configuration, totally dialed in, as they say, everything was working fantastically, and I printed all sorts and of great stuff. Broke it. And then it broke.
3: Are you serious, <laughs>
2: dude? Wait, like at this point, it can't just be all you, it's right? Hilarious, like, this thing dude. It's breaking on you,
0: right?
1: So funny. Um, I never knew I mean, that
0: three D printers were this hard to maintain.
1: It's, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. I think it's a combination of me screwing around, not really knowing what I'm doing, and then also. parts that I got on this very cheap printer that I bought are just not that great so I've had to replace a bunch and I already fixed it like it wasn't that big of a deal this time thankfully but you know yay it blew up again so after this show I'm gonna start a print that will hopefully go overnight and I'll wake up in the morning and it'll be beautiful and waiting for me
0: wait Canadian Ed what 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 is that question hang on a second this is the craziest question Uh, James, did you split out the combo video portion of your being like Kami from Dragon Ball, split from Piccolo, or Kage split out from Ryu, and that became Desk? His videos are exactly the style i attributed to the shit you used to make. Do you, does anybody,
3: what?
2: (laughs) Alright, alright, I'm gonna break this down for you.
3: Okay,
0: okay. Did you okay.
2: split out the combo video portion of your being, of your essence, James, the combo video portion of your soul? Oh, did you split it I out see. like Kami did from Dragon Ball when he split from Piccolo or Kage the way he split out from Ryu? And did that version of your soul become Desk?
0: So, uh, because Desk very intelligent actually. The way nice work. Okay, yeah. so the, the story of Desk was uh, he made a really, really awesome combo video a long time ago that was really well synced to music and stuff like that. And I really enjoyed it. And as soon as I saw that, he had kind of just released it and only uh, most of us combo video guys saw it. And I was like, hang on, hang on, hang on. Can you make this private again? This video is so good, I want it to be debuted at EVO. Because this is after I did the two hit combo video at Evo, and we started doing combo videos at Evo, and I was like, "This is really good." So we worked with Desk, uh, like me and Madge, and a bunch of other combo video guys. Like he was early on, but he was definitely born of that of that era, and I definitely helped him with some advice on some of the early videos. But he was already doing a lot of the things that appealed to me. And so yeah, that's kind of why I did that, because he matched a lot of things to music and stuff. And so that was something I was definitely interested in, got got
2: So you reading. stole it from desk?
0: No, no, so, we both came so up with really it at the same time.
2: So really you split out from his soul and created it created James Chat. No,
0: no, no, no. We both did it at the same time. We actually then fused together to become
2: um, well, that's only a 30 minute fusion. You gotta use the Potaro earring to be permanent.
0: We became Jask. We became Dan. Jask Je- Jesk. Jesk sounds like
2: a shitty Mortal Kombat
0: character. You're Dan.
3: Oh, <laughs> Jask.
0: Jask. <yeah>. And
3: <laughs> Jesk.
0: then, of course, you know, his name would it's be spelled K, like J E S Q U E, and all of us would be calling him Jask, and then the story mode would come out, and then somebody'd be like, You're that fighter named Jesqua. And then we'd be all like, "Oh my God, his name is Jesqua This whole entire yeah, time,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, hey, from did the you hear <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Did you hear about how Takeda. part of Capcom is now owned by Saudi Arabia? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. yeah.
2: We can't cool, get away man. from so is this, Nexon. man. We Nexon. can't. I want I want to point this. something out. I want to point something out before people call me a hypocrite. Okay. Because I don't play SNK games. First off, I don't play SNK because they screwed over Sam Show. Secondly, of course, I don't want to play their games now because they may or may not be questionably owned by warmongers, basically. But <clears throat> the other thing is, there's no ethical consumption under capitalism. So pick mm-hmm. and choose your battles. If five percent of Capcom is owned by war criminals, then well, fuck. I I guess I'm screwed. You know, like what can I do? So I guess I just want to point out that if any of us say we're not playing something or supporting something because of a reason doesn't mean we're judging you because you choose to play or use that product because yeah. there is no such thing as ethical consumption under capitalism anyway. So fuck it. Pick your battles.
1: Yeah. I mean, you can make it worse on yourself. Of course, you can like you, there are things that you don't need to do. But yeah, yeah. when course. it gets down to it. Yeah, it's not going to be easy to make uh, fully ethical decisions for sure. So, I mean, I was talking about, look, the same group, as we talked about recently, bought uh, FaceIt and ESL, which also owns DreamHack, yeah, or which, right. like, merged to DreamHack, whatever. And we were talking about that a week or two ago, and I said that I'd probably still go to DreamHack events, probably still work for them. Um, and it's just... Yeah, me too, DreamHack, hit me up! Yeah, I mean, really, like, it's it's it is not satisfying to say, I guess like I want to stay far away from everything that I don't like or disagree with or whatever, but that's not how the world works. And 5% is that enough for me to make a complete change in how I do things? I don't know. It doesn't really seem like it. So I would rather this not be the case, but it is. And I don't know. You just gotta, gotta move on from there. got to figure out what you're willing to do about it. Yeah. Basically. If if anything, which you maybe you don't need to do anything.
0: Yeah, but it's really interesting because it definitely seems like Saudi Arabia is really pushing, whoa, Nathan was doing the cutest stretch thing on the TV. What the heck? That was well,
1: the the crown prince is a big nerd who likes playing video games. Yeah clearly, right? I mean for sure. And and I mean he's like basically our age. And and uh, other people in the Saudi Ro- royal family are also big nerds. I mean, big nerds are everywhere. Like, it doesn't surprise me that somebody who has access to that much money um, uses it in part to buy things that he likes. And like, you know, yeah, yeah. somebody of his age is going to be a big video game player. He doesn't. I'm not surprised about that.
3: So. Okay.
0: Well, also, not only is uh, uh, KOF 15 coming out this weekend but uh rumbleverse is getting another play test this weekend yeah right? boy! So, rumbleverse
1: yeah. i'm gonna be rumbling best player in the world right here Band that doesn't testers. work for IGS. yeah and okay. the testers Band right the here testers yeah
0: is it only for two hours oh it is it's 11 yeah, it's, it's They're short.
1: yeah
2: they're, they're making it very clear they want to break their servers it seems like
1: right oh, they want to pile as many people in there
0: yeah
1: 11 a.m. Yeah. Pacific time to 2 p.m. Pacific time. So yeah. judge that for okay. wherever you are. And yeah, you I'll probably get in. for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, you you can do that. All you got to do to get in is to have it on the Epic Store, right? I mean, you just gotta.
0: Is it on the Epic Game Store? Oh boy.
2: Yeah, yeah. You have to just just look up the game and quick quick and click uh, the wishlist button. Wishlist okay. is the... Okay. just Just like, add it, just add it right to now. your okay. wishlist, and then you, you you'll it, get into it? the next test for free. Right.
3: Uh, I have not tried that out. Super fun game.
2: Yeah, you should. uh, You should actually try it out this time, James. Yep. I
0: probably won't be able to. So (laughs) on Saturday? (laughs) On Saturday? Yeah, I've got people in town.
2: (laughs) Oh, I thought I didn't realize they were staying for
1: that long. (laughs) That's awesome, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's uh, something I'm very much looking forward to. So, for me, the weekend is going to be cool. Wasn't there something else on upcoming that we had noted down? No, oh, I guess that was it. Okay. Yeah. It I think is. that's about it. So, hey, did you watch any of Festival of Fights, the Marvel stuff? I did not. No, I didn't. I didn't. I've been playing Halo.
2: Mm. I've been playing Halo and I've been learning Biking. who oh, I'm yeah. real bad with. Oh, I'm oh, nice, not nice. good with her at all. Huh. I mean, but I also I haven't I haven't like watched much other footage besides like combo stuff, mm-hmm. so I I'm probably playing her not correctly at all. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably just trying to play May in biking form and it's not working out. Dude, for I me, haven't
0: so. even tried biking yet, dude. It's crazy. I just you should I, try
2: her. She's really yeah, but, fun. You like know. combos? She's really fun. Okay. She goes bam time. and then she puts a thing on you and then she goes bam bam and bam bam I mean, and
3: just, another I,
0: thing. It goes behind you. It's cool. I've just her voice seemed,
1: is really cool in this game.
0: I'm just really happy that it seems like she has her cannon loops in the corner again. So you know, oh yeah, so that was that was the challenge of biking in the old XX games was launch into jump whatever dust air dash to dust relaunch into jump dust into <coughs> air dash jump dust and it was really fun. I mean, when Guilty Gear was available on the PSP, that's all I did with my PSP. I just had uh, I think it was a reload or slash. On the PSP, and that's all I did was practice biking combos on there just to have the timing down. Um, But yeah, it's 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 a I'm curious to see how she plays. Like I said, I've just haven't had a chance to mess with her, so I've been too busy. Played a bunch
1: of. Oh.
0: No, I was about to say I've been too busy playing this board game called Dead of Winter, which is an amazing, amazing board game. You guys should probably play it if you guys get a chance. About trying to survive a zombie apocalypse in a colony. And you hmm. could have traders and stuff, and you have to get resources. Is that a, a co-op and, game board? Yeah, maybe, because cool. there is potential for traders and stuff. It's really fun. <laughs> it's really cool, man. Fun.
1: I did watch the CBS 2 First to Ten on Twitch.tv slash Majin Obama, uh, put on in part by the Tenno folks. Yeah, I watched it. That was great. I really had a good time watching that. And what was really cool was that there were such different styles of players. Uh, the dude who was playing K-Groove, his Just Fence were ridiculous so so cool to watch and he had this very very slow style and and i don't just mean that in the sense that i've seen other other people play cvs2 slow i've seen very slow cvs2 i've seen people down back it all right that's not what i mean he was moving around he was doing stuff but he didn't he went for like extended times without pressing buttons he was moving but he wasn't pressing buttons. it was just a really different and unique style and i i really enjoyed watching it it was really cool cool so if you're interested in cvs2 Give it a look over on twitch.tv slash Majin Obama. Check out the guys. Tell me what
2: to do.
0: Bengals? Are we talking about Bengals, the band?
2: With like no, the, probably the football team, homie.
0: No, because that would be Bengals, right? This is, actually says Bengals, like you know, Vicky Peterson and 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 oh. Susanna Hoffs and Michael Steele and.
1: Yeah, sure. Everyone knows mm, them. The yeah. famous Bengals. Dude,
0: they're the best, dude. I love bagels
2: david. bagels are the best i agree you don't yeah bagels are great
0: that. you don't have to tell david that so
2: for sure for david sure. introduced me to um what is that fish you guys eat lock that is not salmon <laughs> so, yeah i don't know bagels and, and never had salmon, salmon lock or something
0: that's the go-go's that's the other is the it salmon no it's like some other type then. of
1: thing it's locked.
0: Lox. lox. Yes, yeah, it's lox.
1: Lox is salmon, all right? Oh, Did, were you unaware I'm of that? You
0: didn't know that. You didn't why know you that? Say bagel, how do you not know locks is salmon?
3: How do you, how, you know
0: is salmon? Why don't you say bagel and salmon?
1: and
2: salmon? Why do you call it lox?
1: It's just a specific way of called. making salmon, that's all.
0: That's what it's called. You made it's that It's called shit. lox. It's only how
1: delicious. you're fucking
2: with you say me. that. That's not I like didn't know salmon. salmon. I had no idea. That's not like a the one time I, the Jewish only The one time I tried it from you, it when you had like you offered me a piece, it didn't taste yeah. like salmon to me.
1: Was it good? It was
2: delicious, yeah. Absolutely I haven't had it since it was. that was probably like <laughs> nine years ago and I haven't had it since, but yeah, it was good.
1: Yeah, lox is great. There aren't a lot of Jews in the Midwest? Absolutely lox, wrong. I mean it lox just depends also... on what you're talking about. They're not Lux. are they in the cornfields maybe not as much but there are a ton of Jews in the yeah. big cities in the Midwest.
0: Locks I mean it's it's really good and it also has the ability to allow spaceships to get into outer space.
1: You know, I knew you were going I didn't know I didn't know where you were going. I knew you were going somewhere like that though. Yeah. And that's actually why I kept talking. <laughs> so I knew I just wanted to forestall. I knew something like that was gonna happen. Yeah,
0: that always happens. It's, it's too common now. You can feel it when I do it. Oh, My yeah. face oh, yeah. gets very serious all of a sudden. You
1: you get intent. You have a you have a look on your face that's like I need to get this word in right yeah. now. Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> you, you, like
0: you have to have the intent face because you can't let people know you're about to make a joke right so
2: yeah but but now but now now it's the tell well now it's the tell tell. we know it's coming you're like this and then you go
3: yeah exactly (laughs) exactly
0: it's the tell now
1: oh boy reverse (laughs) tell.
0: I mean, that was one of the things. I mean, my my friend Jason, he figured that out when he watched me play Alpha 3 at Southern Hills Golf Land that he noticed that every time I faked an uppercut, I would be really demonstrative with the motion. And every time I did the wake-up uppercut, I wouldn't move. And so he was like, you're kind of reverse telling now at this point. Mm -hmm. And I was like, dang it. That's probably true.
1: You can get a great bagel in Chicago. You can get a good bagel in – You can make
0: a great bagel at home.
1: I'm sure other places. I guess I was trying to think of if I've been to any specific cities. I guess I haven't really in the Midwest, but I know that there are lots of Jews who live in Minneapolis and and in uh, parts of Texas. Chicago so,
2: for sure too. Chicago,
1: of course. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my, I was saying this earlier on on a chat, but I'm um, I'm I, I have Chicago heritage. I'm of Chicago in extraction. I'm. I'm half Chicagoan in the same sense that people talk about like where their families are from. Leave it to a Californian <laughs> to also try to claim they're Chicagoan.
2: All right, you just can't have you just can't have enough, can you? I mean, it's just like That's how my bro-
0: family was Pro- born and
1: raised in Chicago, buddy. Deal with it.
0: Problem X is truly actually a Brooklynite, right? So there you go. So every time Problem X won, it wasn't that the UK won. New York won, Evo. Mm, Get absolutely. that straight. So.
1: Yeah, deep love, dish is great. Fish is great. Wish I had time at Frosty's to go to a good uh, fast food, yeah, uh, a, a deep dish place, same. but you know, it wasn't Dude, tea. I
2: didn't get any food that I wanted out there. Besides, uh, Humbug took me to lunch when we went to Portillo's, oh, so nice. that was nice. Sam. yeah, it was really yeah. cool.
0: Well, you were busy the whole weekend, right? So
2: I, yeah, yeah I we was were. pretty incredibly busy. It was, it was rough. It was a long, long weekend, dude. I, I worked. I got off work. I got on an airplane, and then. I got to hang out with David on Thursday night for like an hour and then we went to sleep and then yep. I worked Friday, Saturday, and I flew back Sunday. It was and then I worked Monday. So yeah, I, I mean I pretty much worked like whatever days and twelve days in a row or whatever. <laughs> if I don't count my travel day.
1: Yeah. Ah, whatever. I mean honestly anyway,
0: that was what was my life was like before. I used to get off of work on right. Friday or Thursday, fly immediately to the tournament, hang out on Thursday or Friday night, do all the work, and then on Monday morning, fly back, get home and go straight well, to Well, I mean,
2: that's what it's work. like for 99.9% of the FTC, man. Right, exactly. <laughs> and
0: it's, it's, it wasn't fun, dude. It, it, it was not fun.
3: Ugh.
1: I'm playing a lot of Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter V, and I am enjoying myself very much in doing so. If you go to Texas Showdown, are you going to enter Street Fighter V, or are you a coward?
2: I'm, I'll probably enter, yeah. All right, good. I think you'll do better in Five than MK, man.
1: I really don't know. I I'm, really do. I'm not sure either way.
2: Watching you as a fighting game expert and commentator, watching oh. you play MK, you're a lot more impressive in Street Fighter. Your decision making is better in Street Fighter. You understand the game better, I think. From a player's perspective. Maybe. That's how I feel. I mean I don't know I don't know shit about Mortal Kombat. So I could be way off base. Yeah, no, but I mean, like I'm watching, not But just like watching watching your successes in Street Fighter, it's a lot more like obvious like you have like the 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 thinkums. Whereas I feel like in Mortal Kombat you're trying to figure out the thinkums as you go. Street Fighter, you are coming to, in with the thing. He that. just
0: wants to troll people with the Robocop in Mortal Kombat. That's what I mean he just wants to want... troll
2: people with Honda and Street Fighter. I don't see a difference.
0: Dude, you know what the funniest thing How is dare An- you. Andy OCR <laughs> just put up a clip that he fought against a Shermi and he was using Kyo and the Shermi jumped at him and he DP'd and the Shermi jumped at him and he DP'd and then the Shermi jumped at him and he DP'd and the Shermi jumped at him and DP'd and the Shermi jumped at him and he DP'd and the Shermi jumped, 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 jumped at him and then he dp'd and, you know, all these people in the response was like, who would do this? And the first thing I thought of was Ultra David. That's who it <laughs>
2: yeah, do David. do this. It, Rain it, Rain it, Rain I, Rain would do
1: it. I have done that. I absolutely have done that. But it just depends on it's an investment. Okay, that's how I view these things. And um, it depends on how long the set is. If the set is just like a first to two or first to one, I won't do that because that's not going to be successful. But if it's like a first to 10 and it's early on, and I'm trying to screw with how they, how their plans are for how the match is going to go. I'll lose a round, sure. I'll, I'll throw a round away in order to like have the better game plan, hopefully, of having uh, them think that uh, I don't know what I'm doing and that they. Also, if you're David's uh, friend,
2: he'll play like an asshole just so he can bring it up. Like six years later, hey, remember that time I did that thing to you? He can't remember. He can't remember what he ate. You okay. know, for breakfast. But he can remember that time that he did the stupid Dawson setup to hit you in the back of the head
1: and make you look silly. Folks at home, does that sound like something that <laughs> I would remember and that I would bring up? Absolutely not. Oh uh, yes. what I what I did in a specific in a specific <laughs> yeah. match, I can't remember what happened in any specific match. Can't you can you, can't I? Yeah, I don't you think it's though. mundane
0: enough, but I think if it's something that you've been wanting to land forever and you finally landed it on someone 100 yes
1: well i gotta tell you right now i can't think of any of those which is funny because maybe maybe you're right and my memory for how i've acted in the past is also faulty so your description of myself <laughs> as uh as being somebody who would do something and remember something that is not what i currently remember and would do maybe that's right and maybe maybe right now my memory is so bad that i can't even remember what it was that i remembered in the past totally possible
2: that's like deep level of Totally
1: forgetting. possible.
0: All righty then. <laughs> I think that uh, killed the 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 uh, hangout session here. I no right, longer well, want to hang out because I'm confused.
1: Thanks for it's hanging fun. out, everybody. It's always cool to hang out and play. Again, and as we've been out. talking about, we are actually trying to put more YouTube content up.
0: Yeah, and, uh, and I apologize. Not, I mean, we're we're trying to do it often. I'm not going to have anything up anytime soon. Obviously, I'm busy this week. But, yeah. uh,
1: all right, week me and David will hold it down. Yeah, yeah, no worries. You we guys we will, we will. Yeah, I mean, but that's going to happen for each of us. Like, there will be weeks when each of us just, like, can't do it for whatever reason. It's cool if it happens sometimes. But in general, we are going to have short-form content up there every week, as well as continuing to have the long-form Tuesday show. And if a co- cool match happens, I will have the... Uh, Monday morning quarters back up there.
2: You know, I'll be sporadically uploading Rumbleverse stuff whenever the game launches too.
0: So, and then of course I'll be continuing doing the Synchronize every week. So, and uh, there you go, probably a lot of stuff coming out, crazy stuff because the this is the last week before the game is not going to be out, and then next yeah. week we're going to be like, oh my god, and spend the whole time screaming about everything. Definitely. So, yeah, no, it'll be cool. It'll
1: be cool. All right. Well, I guess that's it. All right, guys. I don't know if we need to bird them again. They've been birded. No, they've been Yeah, we need to right. toast, so. peace out. All right, we're going to peace out. I'm going to go... By the way, I was eating quesadillas that were prepared by somebody who I live with, and she did a great job. Lyra and cooks
0: quesadillas?
1: Her. Lyra kills it on the quesadilla maker. Absolutely. Okay. That's, she, that's put in, she put in some sweet potatoes. She put in some onion. It was beans, of course. There was some salsa in there. There was some cheese in there, all sorts of stuff. Is sweet going on. potato? Sweet potato, yeah.
2: All right, sure. Weirdo. Sweet potato. What? Quesadilla. That's not weird. That's a weird thing for a quesadilla. No, it's not. I mean, if you're trying to eat meatless, I-, I guess. But most humans in America would agree that sweet potato rather than a meat is awkward. Come on, Come a weird on.
1: substitution. You're weird i i am that's true you're weird you're weird That you sounds know.
2: delicious i would try it it's just well it was takes me all, hard. all right let's get out of here i
1: can't believe let's you guys anyway i'm i'm gonna out of protest i'm gonna leave this stream and for no other reason so please register no my protest as i walk off the stage
2: <laughs> i left before you hold that